This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. My name is Dale and I'm your host as always. Alongside with me, he's halfway through a bottle of Coke. It's Mitch Doyle. Excuse me, Come Pepsi on. Max. Pepsi Max, sorry. And he's halfway through a bag of Coke. It's Matt Bungard. Wow. Uh, Before we start, lads... Can we just do a quick Anzac ceremony? Have you got the <laughs> yeah. last post still, on your phone? It's still technically Anzac round. I no one respects like their troops more than us. None. Nobody. We've built this brand on respecting the troops. <laughs> yeah. um, so if you could just get the last post on your phone, but pull out there, Bunker. Look, if we keep going, this is going to be the last post we put on this account. <laughs> yeah. We'll just, we've got to say respect for the troops. I mean, would complain. Um, you are wearing camouflage pants. I if am. you were sitting in a field, yep. you would not be able to see them. You're wearing grey. You could be camouflaged against the sky. And I'm I am. wearing black. I'm wearing urban camouflage. Urban camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> streetwear. <laughs> streetwear, as they call it. Like, yep. like yep. a Chinese migrant on a with a pair of Yeezys. He's wearing yeah. streetwear. Uh, anyway, how was everybody's it's, weekend? It's still Anzac week. It doesn't yeah, end sorry, till Thursday, sorry, does it, right? Isn't that how it works now? Isn't that like, it's like Christmas. There's 12, 12 <laughs> yeah. days of Anzac Day. And it's like know. Hanukkah. <laughs> it's like Anzac. <Ed's laughs> we, we keep lighting a light every time the passes over. I don't know how this works. It does cheapen Anzac Day as a concept a little bit, in my opinion. Oh, are you Anzac saying Graham? that we need to respect the troops less? I'm saying that it does somewhat devalue the point of Anzac Day and also the football game that is held annually on Anzac Day to then do the same thing at every game for the entire... Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do agree. It's uh, the two day, It's great Just on to the be day. serious for a second. Like, it, oh, is, yeah. it is a bit weird. Anzac, the games on the days, you said exceptional. Love it there. It's got a moment. But by the, I walked into Brookie during the last post on, on Sunday and I'm like, this is still going. This yeah. doesn't feel very Anzac at all. Mm. And not it's not disrespectful saying that because Anzac Day is a day for that. You yeah. Know? And we ha- had one of... Uh, one troop I know <laughs> Darren, a friend, a friend of the pod, uh, he said to me he hates the. Uh, the other, the I think Hawks. there has been a little that's, bit of pushback against it. That's a hundred percent of so the of the of the people, the former the former sorry servers to be. Well, I'm happy to call that a quorum, and away we go. Mm. Yeah. Unanimous. Oh yeah. Jesus, Uber yeah. eats. Anyway, let's uh, let's shit. move on and respect the troops as we move along through the podcast. My apologies. Yeah. Speaking of yeah, my apologies. Don't need. Speaking it. of respecting the troops, yeah. Anzac Day's games. Anzac Day's <laughs> games. Alrighty, let's kick it off at Anzac Day game number uno. Uh, we shouldn't be speaking Italian on Anzac Day because uh, they were part of the Axis. Anyway, yeah. moving along. Uh, Eastern Suburbs twenty, St George Illawarra ten at God's own. Hellhole, buddy, the Sydney Cricket Ground. Can yeah. someone nuke this one? This was Bring a fun game of play. footy. What a terrible stadium. Fun though. game of footy. Yeah. Uh, potential try of the season from uh, from your boy Matt Dufty. Potential worst play of the season from Mikhail Ravalawa. You know what would be great? Don't run over the sideline, uh, you we've just, fucking. We just found our rock top of like it's hunt. And we yeah. just missed the button. Uh, but we're well, talking earlier. We couldn't figure out a, a, a te- the, the worst play in terms nah, of look. A lot of dumb plays this week, but just a lot of dumb shit that went on this week, and uh, and that to me yeah. was the pick of the bunch. But what a shock that two blokes who don't watch footy played like guys who don't watch Man footy. Man who's never happened. played footy before yeah. runs over sideline. Mm. I mean, it was it was good from him to when, he, when he looped around on that. If you don't know what happened with Ravalava, they had a twenty meter tap with a, you know what is it fifteen minutes ago or so ten minutes ago. Yeah, Ravalava goes left and puts Pereira down the wing, which is a great play. Yep. Immediately stops supporting him after he passes it firstly. And then Pereira gets to... Then he starts to... Realises he's got to chase it. Also. And he, he starts, starts supporting him. outside. Yeah, he does. And Pereira's looking for the support. And he kind of puts it... He passes it back like five metres, which killed the play anyway. But then Rafa Lava, instead of like just cutting in field or getting tackled, decided to like take on Tedesco on the outside when there was no outside. And, and he just got pushed he's like over outside, the sideline. Outside the tram lines, he's yeah. like running along the sideline. Yeah, you know what, I'm going to try and take on you know one of the best players in the league if, at if one-on-one tackles. a literal fingernail on me... 
I'm going I'm out. going to explode. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He went, he went over the touchline yeah. and then well, kind of killed the, the Dragons' no, comeback. But they're different, mate. They're different footy players. We don't want footy players that just watch footy. We want them no. to have lives. No, we want them to just understand God anything at all. help like, me. Like the, the big white thing to box around, around the field, yeah. you're supposed to stay inside that. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah. But, uh, I do enjoy people out of their comfort zones, like Paul Vaughan just not knowing what to do when he suddenly found himself so in all the space in the world. Remember like five years ago, he stepped like the entire Storm team up the middle? Where's yes. that Paul Vaughan gone. <laughs> I mean, he did. He tried to step. He just he got yeah, confused with it. what up and down was. I was up on off the couch. He's gonna step. He's gonna step, Teddy. He's gonna I do was it. Ho- yeah, <laughs> he just fell over. Even if because I think he had Dufty coming out on the out on yeah. his right side. I was just like, throw a dummy. This make him look like Darius Boyd. That'll get everybody talking. Um, they've done it. They've done this on a carousel with every Roosters forward. I feel like did the. Is, have the Tokiao is their best forward take started uh, yet? Most valuable forward in the comp. Oh, okay, yeah. he's, cool. he's the fourth we're, forward we're this year to be na- to labelled that. He's also like the fifth Roosters forward to be declared the Roosters best forward yeah. at different points and in the season. I love Takiyaho. I mean, yeah, I no, guess, I guess don't, speaks, don't get us wrong. I guess awesome. that speaks about good their pack is too. That is true. But it's it's one of those guys. He didn't get the credit he's deserved for like two years. He was pretty quiet last year too, back off his ACL. And then he has a couple, he has started the season well, but it takes like three good games or two good games to be labelled by the media like the best young forward in the game now or the most valuable in the game. He had yeah. a great game in this game. How how old is Takiyaho? I don't remember. I mean, to be honest, I jokingly asked you on Sunday which date Brad Parker was eligible for. But yeah, much to my interest, two minutes later, the people in front of us were legitimately discussing that yeah. same topic without a hint of irony. He's 27, 27 this year. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it takes, yeah. as you said, just takes a couple of good games to get, yeah. get the people talking. And he talking. had a great game. He got 20 runs for 20, 27 awesome. don't, don't get me to it. I'm not trying to compare him to like... Goal, goal you know. kicking forward? Yeah. We need well, more of that? He's kind of the... I like the when people call him that Tal Malolo light, which is emphasis on the light, but he plays yeah. a bit of a similar game and he's strangely athletic for his size. And, and, and he had a good game in this one. But yeah, as you said, you'll get... Rhea Hargreaves will be labelled it next week. And he probably is the actual engine room of that t- forward pack, by the way. Then you'll get Radley labelled it when he puts a hit or on. Corner, you'll get Corner labelled when he or fires Corner, up. That's it. Um, that try Tokyo scored was awesome. Though. It was awesome. Mm. Yeah, and, and Dufty, I mean, I, I am in the wagon of that. He's not a first-grade fullback. I've been there before. But that play was the coming together of his skill set as it should come up together more often. Yeah. If you run more direct and you find those little gaps... You know, it's the kind of stuff that can happen. The speed downfield and then leaving Tedesco on the ground was, was a fantastic play by him. Matched by his awful play. <laughs> I, felt, I really felt for him, to be yeah. honest. Because, like, he'd played, you know, to, to the peak of his potential. Well, he's and a then, confidence player. And too. then he just gets the ball punched out of his grasp and a score. Mm. And I was like, well, that's footy. Sometimes it happens. It was a great hit by friend, to be honest. But, like, maybe hold the ball in two hands when yep. you're running with it. I don't know about you guys. I felt like in the second half of this game, I really felt the Dragons probably should have at least got you know got ahead at some point. Yeah. yeah. Well, Agreed. I mean, they had their chances to do so, as we already mentioned. But They, they um, only had something like 30% possession in the first half. And yeah. the Chooks made a literal 1,000 run meters. <laughs> But they um, but they they were working their way back in the game, and then you kind of had Ben Hunt not icing off the end of sets, and he ended up coming off injured anyway, which mm. he was playing like he was injured. But yeah, then the, the Chooks struck at the end. But I think it is another one of those wins for the Chooks that you know they were missing Luke Keary, and you could you could see that one. Um, and then Jake Frank got injured as well. Who's He's got a ruptured three, bicep? Three to four months. It's a That's huge a loss. terrible injury. But they're just, they're coping really well with the injury for a team you wouldn't think had depth. Yeah. They seem to make depth. Like, the whole thing that they've done with Radley being, like, somehow a decent enough hooker to service yeah. their, their team. Like, and they got they played, as you said, Kiri went off, so they played 
Latrell at six, right? Oh, well, no, Lamb played six. Lamb played six, my apologies. It just doesn't seem to matter, and it annoys me a great deal. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, it's still a long season to go. We've seen plenty of teams start this hot. It's a long way to go to keep it up. But they're not exactly playing hot in these wins, though, which is a good sign if you're a Chooks fan. Mm. Yeah. Jake Friend's fitness obviously has a large say on this premiership for them, uh, if they're going to challenge. And I know, you know, he's probably going to be back before the end of season. But he's still got to do rehab properly, be fit when he gets back, and and be in good shape by the finals. So interesting injury to see how he comes back from C- that. Can you think of a player who has had a similar ruptured bicep like that? Because I know Gaz Gaznia had the ruptured pec. Yeah. Morgan had the ruptured bicep it, last uh, season. Well, what Mo, what Mo had one? You remember right. he just left it. Did, wasn't it? Was it Michael Morgan that tried? He tried to tackle RTS in a one-on-one, and was, was that a ruptured bicep? bicep? I can't yeah, remember. I did speak to NRL physio, and apparently bicep surgery. Like ruptured biceps used to be one of those ones that it was a low chance of recovery, like yeah. full recovery from. Now it's he's told me it's about a ten percent chance you don't you don't fully recover. That's a good number. It's still a chance, but yeah, he, he, there will potentially be issues of strength in his bicep, yeah. which is I know you think don't think it's much, but in terms of a guy who's got a passable, you know, will touchable a hundred times a game and make and, fifty tackles and make fifty tackles as yeah. he does, it, it, that is that is something that will be an impact on them. And you know, you got Radley will probably play hooker. Maybe uh, Sam Verrills will play some more. Mm off the bench but as Bungard said it doesn't seem to matter for them at the moment there's some guys that like you know Tedesco's in hot form half the team's in hot form yeah yeah they, they don't look like yeah as you say like they don't look like losing at this point mm-hmm. uh, another team that didn't necessarily play to the best of their abilities Melbourne 13 New Zealand Warriors 12 down at Edwin Flack Field in Melbourne uh, another Anzac Day game. Respect the troops. Yeah, respect the troops. Uh, this one is semi-traditional at this point as well, big, though. Big so fan okay. of the uh, the poppies on the LED board. Looked really nice. Uh, big fan of that. What what would Poppy Bungard think? Um, <laughs> He's a poppy. It's true. Yep. Glad sure. to see he got his moment in the in the spotlight. I'm sure he'll be delighted. Uh, look, did the Warriors deserve to win this game? Well, yeah, it's, it, you can say that. Yes. Um, is, th- Chanel, is Chanel? Is uh, Tavita Harris, the next Stacey Jones. <laughs> Harris Tavita. <laughs> My apologies. Sorry. Look, you look. Um, it's one of those games that obviously before the game kicked off, like they, they were out to neg. Like the line was eighteen and a half, I think, for what? the Storm. So what? That, that was it. Wow. And by the way, if that ever happens, just bet on it. Like honestly, plus <laughs> eighteen. I can't get betting advice, but just bet on it. Okay. Um, not listening to your betting advice. But you know, you go in this game and you have Blake Ashford and Patrick Herbert as a center combination. Herbert on debut. He was sick. He was great. You have Hiku at fullback. You have Toho Harris at seven. Also yeah. played well. Yeah, he did. And you think before the game, you think, well, this is not going to go pretty. <laughs> but they, they played really well. And I thought, yeah. like, I think if they didn't have, if they had a remotely half decent center where Ashford was, they'd probably score one to two more tries. He, yeah, another, the con- the another contender for dropper like a ton this week. He was poop. He was poop. And I mean, that's what we come to expect. But I guess I got down to the point, I mean, he, what is like their sixth choice outside back? Or, you know, depth guy, what can they do? But they, they did play quite well majority of the fixture. But I uh, mean, I got to call out, like I don't like how people usually overly hammer Adam Blair for his, for his numbers because he's not that kind of player. But to have one run in 80 minutes in the forwards... I couldn't validate this because I haven't got I haven't got minutes back to 1998, but I do think that is the worst of a forward of NRL, NRL era. I like looking at it, I look through no one who has. If you had less than one run, generally you got concussed. One run in 80 minutes, wow. you have to be avoiding the ball, and that was he scored a try on it too. By the way, that one one run he took, he scored. <laughs> so what you're saying is he had a hundred percent run to try completion, right? <laughs> Yeah. Every run Inc- broke the line. Incredible and I, and I efficiency. He, and I know he defended quite well. He, he had 42 tackles. He made a few good tackles on that goal line. Him and Patrick Herbert on that right edge. Oh, was he was really just strong. running out and killing people. He was. They did, but, you know, you, you can't just take one run, mate. No. 
And I know I don't think he's playing in his most effective role on that edge. I do like him in the middle. He can put more kick pressures on, and he, he's better leading the attack and playing first receiver. I feel. I think Kearney's got that one wrong, but mate, you still you can't bludge like that. The uh, Storm they Melbourne, suck. yeah, they weren't very good at all. Uh, no one really stood out for me. Um, yeah, I thought Kent Smith recovered really well in that second half and, and kind of led his team back into the game like he like he did last week, willed his way way back in. But yeah, when that. Storm left side is, isn't humming. You know, you've got Munster, Chambers, and uh, Adokar stacked on that left side, and you've got how well the Warriors defended on on their right edge. You know, it's just it they haven't got other ways to score at the moment. If you go to the the, the Storm's right side, you've got Brody Croft, who just isn't performing at the standard you'd expect. Marion Sevy, who's filling in at centre there, or who knows if Scott's been dropped. Uh, and then Vitavalo on the wing, who'd be under a lot more pressure if he's at another club. Like, they just haven't really got that figured out yet on that right edge. And, yeah, I thought Smith and Munster played reasonably well. And I know Croft kicked that field goal, but you just feel like, to me, it's a matter of time until he's not the halfback there. I think Jerome Hughes probably ends up there when Scott Drinkwater comes back. Yep. Did have to laugh, though, when the field goal set came. Like, at what point does Ken, Ken Smith just, like, tell Brodykoff to get off the field? I'll just do your job <laughs> as well. Like, he's like... I think we're, like, a week away from seeing Cam Smith somehow execute, like, a weird box drop kick. Yeah, like some uh, some you know mid nineties George Gregan shit here. Yeah, it's like he he's he, gonna he, step away from the ruck and just hit a forty meter field goal from dummy half. Had to like yell at him and tell him what to do. Go and like, stand here. Yeah, Croft, stand over there. Yeah, he did kick it, which is credit to him. He kicked a bit. Oh, it was just funny. Like, do you have to like draw an X on the field? <laughs> the pass was like it was like when Muhammad Ali shot that arrow into the into the flame in the ninety six Olympics. It's like he had to draw the line. Okay, the ball's gonna go here. You stand here, and that's the bit you have to drop the ball on, and then you kick it over yeah. there. The big pointy things, kick, kick it through yeah. them. Yeah, good Brody. job. But yeah, the Storm are just hitting a bit of a, a flat patch. But I do think that they'll, they'll improve. Obviously, they've obviously yeah, as you say, they've got like potentially players to shuffle. They've got a little bit more to go around, and yeah, look, they don't stress about the Storm. And, and everybody. the Warriors fans, you can just be proud of the effort, I guess, in that in that regard, and um, hope that you get some troops back. Mm. Speaking of respecting the troops, <laughs> good respect. All right, Canterbury Bankstown twenty four, North Queensland, god awful yep. twelve. Uh, are the Bulldogs finals contenders? I mean, they're one win. No, no, are they one win outside the eight or two? No, I, I think they're only one. I think one. half the comp is one win. <laughs> well, that's my point. <laughs> we played five games of yeah. footy, mate. Well, they're, they're still lost. So, so they're comfortably nestled in the peloton. They're still now, below the Cowboys, so even though they built their How about, their how about they win a game and stay in last position, those unlucky buggers? Poor guys. That's pretty, that is quite funny. No, they're two wins out, I'm afraid. Oh. Your boys, Delroots, hanging on in eight yeah, four wins. Speaking of God. Regardless, um, yeah, the Cowboys are just an, an atrocity. Yeah. Uh, and as you say, like it doesn't feel to me like there's a lot to aside, obviously from Tamalola, who no. is going to make you four thousand meters a game, which sure, is great. But, but like, you can't literally pass to him every time. I mean, we got to play the. We ball. hit the panic button on them last week. Yeah, and the panic button is now through the desk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, the the Bulldogs weren't fantastic, but they really didn't have to be. They only had to really execute what they needed to do and get out of there. You know, get out of dodge. Somehow, still on the bottom of the table, but again, uh, yeah, they they are somehow getting blood from stones. I 
don't understand. Like they don't look like a fantastic team, and yet they still got this win. They made a lot of dumb mistakes in this game, like Ockenbore dropping. That was one of, 20. If they'd lost, that would have been dropped a lot of times. Yeah, they that wasn't. So oh, there, there, there was, there was new, another one he where he new... he overran a pass on the left hand side yeah. that got called back as a forward pass, and he was like three meters in front of the bloke. Dude, got, the ball has to go backwards. But he got a new two year contract today. So oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's been okay though. But yeah, this game for the for the Bulldogs, you feel like it was kind of won by that back row. Like Harrowy Renato was exceptional. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Reese Martin was decent, and so was Josh Jackson. I saw some Panthers fans on Friday night after their game. Um, Sorry to hear that. Complaining that, um, uh, complaining about the fact that the club had kept Isaiah Yo ahead of Harrowy Renato, and I get that Yo's a better defender. Jeez, that's but, a big call. Uh, I, I, you know, I know where they made that call, but it's one of those things you just think, mate. How do we keep not keep Harrowy Renato around here somewhere after you, you know, you let Trent Marin go as well? Yeah, kind of. Thing. How do we not find a spot for him somewhere? But yeah, he was exceptional in this game. And over on the Cowboys side, I thought Josh McGuire's had another one of his strong games. I had a strong one last one out. And I thought Michael Morgan was good too, but he's kind of experiencing the full 2008 to 2010 Jonathan Thurston experience. It yeah. doesn't seem to matter how well you play, you're going to lose, champ. Yeah. Like in 2009, I think what like Thurston still got Dallium Hart back of the year and they won like five games. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, oh, that might be. I might be getting the ring total wrong. For, I might be wins from the year before, but he's still. You know, that's what it feels like now for the Cowboys until they get back Tamalolo. Mm. And I mean, you know, they've lost Barber. We know before the season started, they've lost Nene and they lost Felt. Like there, there is a few big outs there, but there just doesn't seem to be anything and, on when they have again, the ball. You you look at that bench and you just go, I don't know if any of these people are real. Yeah, and I mean, Jake Granville's been so poor that he's playing 30, 35 minutes. That's worrying. And, when, yeah, and like, and Kurt Baptiste is not really the he's, answer. He's Decent not good player, either. but like, not the answer. No, he's okay for 15 minutes, but he's playing more because that's just how average There's a Granville's reason been. that the Raiders let him go to England. Yeah. And it's, yeah, as you say. But Granville needs to be taken out of the back. Yeah, and they've taken Reese Robson from the Dragons for four years, apparently, which would be a good signing in the future, you'd hope. But it's uh, not going to help them this year in that position. And there's not really any, like, number nines are just walking around freely. How do you get Sigiaro back up there for a year? Uh, yeah. I know he's trying to get his contract uh, gratified with the Sharks. But it's crazy to me that he's still playing. He's, he's killing Jets, it for them. Killing it for I'm sure he is, well. He's probably much better than every player he's playing against. Yeah, I'd say that would be a fair assessment. Good on Michael Elisha. Still only played nine minutes and was <laughs> somehow the worst hooker on the park. <laughs> Your hatred of Michael Elisha is truly I don't hate impressive. him. He's not enough opportunity. Yeah, I was going to say, it's That's hard to hate is. somebody. It's more of a pity. Yeah, you, you do bring him up a lot for a player that Why just not? barely plays. Why not? Oh, he's still out there. Oh, he's, got, he's still got truthers for some reason. Some people believe in him for... I don't know why. What? It's been like 100 games. He's in wrong, his mid-20s. It's like, wrong with these people. It's not happening for you. I do like Ofahiki Ogden, by the way. Yeah. 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 He's been pretty good. They found, they found a like, sort of... Stumbled into some good combinations in that forward pack. As you said, their back row now is st- it's looking a lot better now than it was at the start of the year. Yeah. Reese Martin, Reese Martin in that spot ahead of Adam Elliott just makes sense to me. How good was Adam Elliott um, in space? He's, he thought he was going to score. <laughs> <laughs> face is going red. And he's pumping his legs as hard as he could. Like, mate, there's back right next to you. Give it to Remus, you idiot. But yeah, um, you're right though. They have found like you know you look at the forward pack now and you think Dylan Arpakun's back. And I know Tolman's much maligned, but he does a job. No, he's there. Fi- I, I think. Yeah. Think. Yeah, he like he, he looks like he actually gives a shit at this point, which is an mm. upgrade on several other players. But he's out always there. been a solid first grade. Yeah, like, and then the back row, of, yeah, with Jackson. He, he's basically Aaron Woods without the height. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, and then yeah, as you said, they get Napa back and they start to figure a few things out. Yeah, good um, solid back row, and then you have Ogden, Fulalo, and Elliot off the bench potentially. It's a pretty solid pack. It's They've already stumbled. Decent. The issues, obviously, as they are with um, with the Cowboys, they're in the nine and they're in the back line. Yeah, they're exactly right. Like the there's just not enough creativity throughout the side generally. Huh. Mm. Didn't think we'd be here in round seven, thinking saying that the Bulldogs and the Cowboys had basically the exact same strengths and weaknesses. But <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Well done. Alrighty, Penrith 18, South Sydney 22 at Penrith Stadium on Friday evening. Dang, that guy's good again. It's well, awesome. He's been well, good for like four weeks now. Yeah, Wayne okay. Bennett can do it all. Dang, that guy scored a first grade try. He was still level since his origin debut on nine tries apiece between origin and first grade. Got his 10th. <laughs> and he threw that <laughs> sick pass to Corey Allen. It was yeah. bloody good. Um, the early Sam Burgess... Bill Kickout battle was great, and obviously both of them kept impacting the match as it went on. But especially in the first twenty minutes, those two were just killing each other. Then, then mm-hmm. who won that matchup? Uh, well, look, I think you <laughs> need to look at who won the game rather than who won the matchup. I'll tell you who did win the Alex Johnston Bill Kickout matchup, Mitchell. Nobody. It was Alex one Johnston <laughs> one with all. one of the best one-on-one tackles you will ever see. Clearly, he learned from that time Marty Tapau killed him. <laughs> On television, yeah, time, and Martin. was like, "Hey, maybe I should go for his legs instead of just letting him fend me into oblivion," <laughs> and it worked. And Carl yes. Turner's good; he's been good in the centres. <laughs> the new Nick Emmett, mate, that's it. The millennial Nick Emmett, he's gone fire. <laughs> and the goal line defence was good. It was, yeah. The goal line defence was the and one the thing that really was good, impressed Dale. me today. You had that scramble that reminded me of the 2015-2016 Broncos on your goal line. You have that, and just. The defense was fantastic because Penrith actually looked okay in this game. Yeah, they play, and I know they they're still pretty clunky in attack. Like they're getting nothing out of most of their back line. Like but really, they're horrible in attack. They, as I think you said the other night, they're literally an under twelves team, and the strategy is just give it to the big kid. Yeah, yeah. which is the, the big Islander boy. What they're doing right now. Yeah. It nearly paid off for them. Um, yeah, it's just strange. Like you just feel like if Nathan Cleary was playing at anywhere close to the level he was playing in their rookie year, they'd be close to a top four team, but he's just yeah. not really doing much for them this year. And I mean, Maloney and Kickout can only carry you so far when no one's going with you. Yeah, and my other big thing, as you say, like Cleary not being in crash hot form is, you know, is much of a muchness. He hasn't been in crash hot form since he's really been in the NRL, you mm-hmm. could say. Um, yeah, he's, he peaked in his rookie year. Yeah, but like, they're just, they're so predictable. Like every time they go to the line, you're just like, okay, cool. So they're going to go one way and then they're going to mm. go the other way and then they're going to try and go through the middle and then they'll kick to somebody. Well, they're lucky Bill Kickow's so good because he, everyone can see it coming but he's just so such a good runner with like, the ball. It doesn't seem to matter. And like that try that he scored was fantastic but like you're not necessarily going to be able to run over eight players every week. Every week yeah. And then what happens when he's out? Well, what happens in the first few rounds of the year is the same thing. But yeah. You look at the back line. I mean, they finally moved Wanga Black back at the outside kick out which is a good thing because sometimes he makes half a sp- space, sorry, half a meter of space. All you need is a fast guy to run the rest of the distance. Mm. But like Mansour is just every week he seems to get worse and yeah, worse. He's another really bad error in this game. And then DWZ is not a great sender, but they kind of have to play in there. Aikens is not too bad at fullback. I feel like he might be their solution yep. this year because I don't think they want Dylan Edwards back in the side. And then when um, Dean Farrow comes back, you, you maybe you can make a decision if you might want to drop Mansour or put DWZ back on one Louis or MWZ. Who mm. knows? But yeah, as for on the on the south side, I went mean, goal line D was great. I think, but I think um, you really do need uh, Braden, Braden Burns back. Like you really do. You <laughs> yeah. need some extra yardage on your back. So I mean, Corey Allen. I'm a fan of him at fullback. He's pretty lazy on the wing. He doesn't get involved enough for mine. And then. We already know Johnson's not really big on the yardage stuff either. So you guys kind of got bogged down a bit in your, in your own half at yep. periods when you shouldn't have been. There was a the whole, basically, from about minute 
I think maybe the 50th minute to about the 70th minute where... It was in your half. Yeah. And then even the, the, the points you score, like Cody Walker was created out of your half. But uh, I, did, I do think with this, I mean, Seabold got that team really far on his structures last year and they were a great team with their structures. But with the freedoms that Wayne Bennett and Jason Dimitri have let these key players play with, they're potentially the best team in the competition this year, I feel. Just, yeah. just, just you've seen... Cody Walker was already a great player. You know, he was that player last year. But what you've seen him as in terms of being unleashed out of that role of being stuck to the left edge a lot more or whatever and just playing what's in front of him, you've seen things that we haven't seen from him in the last few years. Best 5 in the cop this year. They're playing yeah, eyes probably. up footy. Um, yeah. They are. And we are on probably the biggest positive of all was the amazing John Sutton gif that I will now use yeah. every day of my life <laughs> forever. Because it was great. It was fantastic. John Sutton's Sutton's disgust with the referees and the bunker was all of us in that moment. What were they checking, John? None of us know. Mm. And in your South are a better team where they can strike across the whole field, which they're doing now, as opposed to just going left all of last year. Cody Walker popping up on either side, Mm -hmm. creating things was good. But you'll get Braden Burns back shortly, which will make a massive difference, I feel. And then potentially you look at a mid-season transfer of somebody else with what happens with Inglis. And that's enough, not something else you need greatly. You do need more cattle out wide. I think you lost Corey Dennis, even though you're not going to use him. I think you lost him for this for some time as well. We'll take James Roberts off your hands early, mate. Yeah, God, I hope not. But yeah, <laughs> Ken Murray was also great again. I mean, I feel like when you have backs out, you rely a lot on him carrying the ball at a yardage, which you shouldn't have to do that much, but you really do, and you rely on the quick play of the ball he can create as well. Yeah, he he's outstanding and has been all year. Um, I just want to give a special mention to Mark Nichols, of all people, who really, really ripped in his best game for Souths, I think. No Harbour Bridges this week? Not that I can remember. Oh, yeah. Liam Knight was fantastic. Yeah. With Liam, and, yeah, we've given him a couple of raps. So I'll give Mark Nichols one yeah. as well. George Burgess is still custard, but mm. it's all right. You're winning when he's playing like this. Potentially, he'll warm up as the season goes. But um, Let's hope so. I'm not shocked at all that you've got some guys playing the career best footy after seven weeks with Wayne. Or like their best footy in a while. Like Gagai's best footy in, since 2015, potentially. Yep. You know, you've got Liam Knight's best footy you've seen, etc., etc. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to the South's jerseys. Thanks for making my life hell. God, they were they were not good. They were not good. <laughs> yeah. right. If people didn't see them, it was... Instead of the regular green, it was, it was a, a green dark, sh- it was almost a green camo shade of green. Black. And then the red stripes were just poppies. Were poppies. Like, it's a great... You know, it's uh, good. I don't know. They didn't respect the troops enough. Not <laughs> enough. All righty. Uh, West Tigers 30. Gold Coast 14 at Scully Park in Tamworth. How good are regional areas? Well, it looked pretty busy. 9,799 people. Good on them. I'm glad they had a good time. In New England. I've always wondered this about the games when they get taken to these regional areas. Um, I mean, we've been wondering this for four years. Well, no, no, no. Why is the question. (laughs) (laughs) All good points. But, no, my question is, like, did the... Do the team get, so does the area get behind the home team? Oh, they did really. Yeah, they, but like if there's another game in Tamworth within like four weeks' times. time, and like yeah. someone else is the home team, are they uh, and West are the away team? Are they going to cheer for the other team? I don't. I know. I think they get behind the home team because they took a game there, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I don't think you sense. have to. I don't know. Because I remember when, it used to, go to they, it used to be a weird atmosphere on, in Gosford when I go to a, when South took games up there, and just like South would score and like be a large level of disinterest from the so like an ANZ local game. fans. Well, yeah. Yeah. But they play the crowd noise back through ANZ. So yeah. that's, that's good. <laughs> True. I tell you a guy who does respect the truth, by the way. Ryan Madison did shout out the spirit of the Anzacs. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah, he, he did too. He did. That was great. You know, footy is a lot like war. Yeah, it is. I've often said that. <laughs> Can we not use that anymore? Yeah, mate versus mate. Yeah, state <laughs> of this fucking podcast. Yeah, um, alrighty, Mahe Fanua, he, he was a real trooper. He was, I'm mate. trying. I'm doing my best. <laughs> it's good. But, uh, mate, Look, if you if you get 
a hat trick scored on you by by Mahe Fanua, should you just play in the Super League? Should that be the punishment? You, you shouldn't get sent to Perth. <laughs> you should get sent to to Perth, Scotland. Well, that is Tyrone Peachy's side. Was of the that field. was that right our up. first fourteen nil dickhead of the year? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was the first one, but uh, it was there good. was one earlier this season. I think, a, I think it was another one. Yeah. It's good uh, to but see they that. were fourteen nil dickheads. It is heartwarming. Yeah, it's good to see the good to see the fans bring it back. Yeah, people don't know the origin of that anymore. It seems which is great, but it you came told from the story here. last year. I know, but I'm not telling it again. But people on the yeah. internet are still like, "What is this thing?" They think it's Broncos fans thing now. It's no. not. It's not. No, no. It may have originated the Broncos game, but it ain't because of that. Yes. But uh, yeah, this this game, you know, I know it's only the Titans you'll say in your head, you know, and the Titans were missing troops before the game. God, I should have said that, but they were missing. <laughs> Are you saying that they yeah. didn't come back? They were missing some diggers <laughs> when the game kicked off. They were really in the trenches they were. early on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, the, to be 14 nil down, and then the Tigers also faced some adversity with, with Josh Reynolds going off the field. And already, they, they had well, before the game. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 They, Packer and Cheekham were out before the game as well. Yeah, true, true. They lost Luke Garner, and they fought back from 14 nil down, which is a fair effort for, for the, the team they had out there on the day. So I know, again, you can and, say it's only the time. It's an impressive yeah. effort. And not just that, but like they got absolutely fucking pumped last week. Like yeah. They were horribly bad. And they said that a, a few of the players said that in the post match. They were like, we kind of got 14 nil down, and we were like, oh, shit, this is happening again. But, you know, they turned it around, they, as you say, in the face of adversity with a weakened team, and they really rolled through the Gold Coast after that, up to that point. They did, and Madison was great playing playing 5-8. He was. And then Luke Brooks had a really good game too, I thought. He yeah. ran the ball often. He was the, the best half on the field, in my humble opinion. He was. He was. Just They, they lifted well. And then, yeah, old mate Maya Fanua, match working miracles too. He's just been, yeah. he's been good. Like... He didn't really do anything that boneheaded in this game. He's got to have one or two boneheaded things a game. That's how he rolls. But he was good mm. in this game, even without the three tries. He, he was a, he, he played well. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then for over on the Titans side, I mean, Tyron Roberts. It was cool to see that he cried because he got captaincy. I mean, Titans shouldn't matter that much to anybody, but it's cool to see it matters that much. to It Ty doesn't Ryan. matter that much to their fans, no. <laughs> but it's good that it matters that much to him. Good yeah, f- good for him. But uh, you know, that, he played quite well. And this is one of those Ash Taylor games where it's like, does he want to be there? Like, I know he's no, coming back from injury and yeah. everything, but he just. Just wasn't great. Like, and I and I hate I hate saying this, but like, it was one of those games for him where, like, the people slogged their guts out, you know, playing Reggie's and playing mm. Shield and playing Bushwoody. Like, man, give a damn. Yeah, like, like, you're on a million bucks a year. There are people that would give their left nut for that that opportunity. And I know that he's very naturally talented, but he just does not look like he has. But this is one of those games. Like, other years when he's packed it in, I've forgiven him because he's packed it in the crap side. But his team were actually slogging it. <laughs> yeah, like he, they got beaten. But they, they were obviously, as you say, they were fourteen 0 up, and they could have really gone on with it. But like, you have to give a fuck when you're out there. Yeah, it didn't feel like he did. No, and um, more importantly, Chris McQueen sighting revenge yeah. game, and he was good. Revenge game for Chris McQueen he against was good. against those dastards. I mean, he Titans. wasn't great, but he was he was decent. It's just nice to see him. Yeah. Good to see him. <laughs> Doesn't he have his uh, his Rabbitohs player number tattooed on his neck? He sure does. That's Probably one of those guys. Oh, to be God. fair, his entire body is tattooed, so he could yeah, have several numbers. Does he on have there. the Dragon Ball Z tattoo? Mm. He's a Dragon Ball Z fan. I think he. Might, I think he does. I think him. he's got. But a per- what do you do when you pull him in the room after he's done that tattoo? You're like, Chris, look, <laughs> some bad news. You're getting trained to do Indianapolis. Yeah, you're going to a. Going to the Gold Coast. Sorry, but yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe he can and just pass it off as being like a really big, uh, a big, you know, PlayStation skateboarding fan, big maybe. 1080. And uh, yeah. yeah, fellow he's, Mac he's, is fan a, too. A, a, a quick Google. He's got, he's got, um, he's got a giant tattoo of Super Saiyan Goku. That's it. Yes, he does. He's got. A, I think he's got and another a few panel other characters of comics as well. Yeah. Vegeta, Freezer. 
Big Did fan of uh, ethnic uh, ethnic stock bases, Vegeta. Yeah. This is great chat. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks, Matt. Uh, Veg- vegetarian stock too. Good, it is. Good yeah. good, supposedly good for a hangover. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't know, mate. I wouldn't. Uh, try water. Uh, Brisbane 29, Cronulla Sutherland 6. Speaking of teams that are thirsty for a win, it's Cronulla. Because uh, they got absolutely dicked. Um, thank you, Paul Gallen. You've been a great servant to uh, to Rugby League. Uh, equaled it. Equaled it. How filthy are you that it wasn't to break it? That's why I didn't care yeah, about yeah. equaling it. I was like, I want to be the one to break that for him. And then it, that's the game you remember is, is against the Broncos. Well, they play the Storm next week. so It'd be like the, the 97 uh, Grand Final. Yeah. yeah. Give, hand in the big L's. But yep. yeah. I mean, this this game was, you know, before kickoff, they lost Dugan. And then they, they brought in Debuton, uh, Ronaldo. They're only calling Ronaldo, by the way, apparently. That's all that's happening now. That's so cool. We're doing that. No, that's cool. Yes. And, and he came in. They will Kennedy at fullback. And who they also who looked lost, like he'd never seen a footy before. Yeah. And they also lost Sean Johnson 22 minutes in. That's when the game ended. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And then Milford was very persistent with his kicking game, which was good to see. I mean, we had he didn't let Nick Ram kick it once in the first half, but he didn't, which is a great part of the structure. That, so I would say, would be the best game plan you could go with. Yeah, do that more. <laughs> But he just kept putting pressure on Ronaldo and Will Kennedy through through the bombs he was putting up, the big swelling bombs he was putting up. That one where they were just looking at each other and then it bounced in between them. And yeah. I'm like, blokes, catch the big white round thing. You want to catch it. it. Yeah. Milford kicked 20 times to Cody's two. Yeah, and Cody so only kicked towards ratio. the end. And then, yeah. you know, he also put in a couple of good grubbers as well to force pressure at the end. He had a great game, Milford, as we know, but... It's hard to read into what the Sharks put up in this game to, to say it's that impressive. It's just good to see the Broncos... You know, getting 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 control and yeah. staying in control for most of the game. Um, did love the the sweet play which had Corey Oates come round on the right hand side. That was great. And Jimmy the Jets tried actually set that up again, but McCulloch threw it over Milford's head. But the first half was like, this is my ideal Broncos team. They removed Darius Boyd from the structures like completely. <laughs> that Oates sweeping, and then Cody Kirby didn't get hit the ball once. So that was fun. Could could Corey Oates play fullback? No, but let's do it anyway. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, Boyd wasn't terrible in this game. That's about his ceiling of being good. He made like he made he oh he picked up uh, Blake Braley and drove him back like ten meters. Cool, that was an actual child. Yes. Hold on, mate. He's thirteen. I was kind of hoping Quaritz would be injured for a week. Yeah. Oh, mate. When he did his shoulder thing, I was like, no. Like, yes, we're finally going to beat I, them. I was. He really... can't hurt me this time. Yeah. <laughs> and Edric Lee was in for Origin for three seconds there. He might still be in with DCE, but I think Corey should just take this week off. Should he? Yes. Mate, but, uh, Are you trying to set him up with some kind of disciplinary action? You're gonna if you I had that power, Dale, Photoshop I would. His face like on one his... of those nerds that calls in <laughs> golf tournaments that he's watching on TV and yeah. dobs in people for breaking the rules. <laughs> but yeah, the the pack for the Broncos it was the it's the right uh, construction of that pack for mine. I mean, ten of the Broncos ran for over 100 meters is a good sign. But Joey's better off the bench. Payne Haas is living up to the reputation he was given before when he got that big deal. Lodge and Pango were obviously impressive as well back in. But yeah, so just a comfortable win for Brisbane. I don't want much else to say about it. Good to see the boys get on top. And I mean, anybody anybody can kick a field goal when it's 20 all. Yeah. Anyone can do it five minutes ago. Yeah. It takes a real man against adversity to kick one when you're up 20 nil. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it kind of did matter. It was on half time. On so half like, time it was actually well. a pragmatic decision, it, I thought. Exactly right. It takes, it takes a real man to do that, Milford. It's you have to step up when no one else is willing yeah. and to kick field goals when you're up by at least four scores. Mm. <laughs> like that's, it's important. It's, it's very important. Respecting the troops in his Anzac jersey. Yeah, very well. good. Well, I think teams <laughs> are just getting smarter in general. Just to jump back to the South-Penrith game, they took that penalty goal right on half time. Even though they were losing um, ten nil, just do it because again the siren was about to go. Yeah. Yes, you're down ten, but you know you're not. You're probably no, not going to be down one eight. play. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Take them when they're on offer. 
Exactly. Yeah, Sharky's well. Bronson Sherry, uh, obviously a talented kid, but stop running sideways, champ. I know you've got to yeah. learn, but he got dragged in the in goal once and almost twice in this game. Bombed two more tries. Um, there's mm-hmm. a there's a bit of development to come in him. Oh, yuck! Yeah. A bit of a development to come from Bronson Sherry, and hopefully the coaching there does it for him. But he's just got that classic syndrome of running across field. He's going to run around the opposition team. But so, mate, you've got to straighten up in first grade. Is is are you saying that he needs to stop training with Andrew Fafita? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, right. a, that's good advice for anybody. By yeah, the way, I'll... anything you're doing with Andrew Fafita, stop doing so. it. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, Manly Warringah twenty four, Canberra twenty yep. at Brookvale. On Sunday afternoon, uh, you were at the game. Yeah, how was it? Um, good. Spent the spent the day like ironically cheering for Brad Parker, and then Brad Parker did something awesome, and it was Brad Parker season. Was it? Yep, no, <laughs> it was a good day. Pretty short season. Um, highlight of Mitch's day and weekend, and possibly life, but also low light. But also <laughs> low light was um, in the second half. Uh, one Luciano Lelua was standing behind us watching watching the game, and of course, being the big Joey fans that we are, we were only incentivized more to scream positive chants towards Joey for well, the entirety of the game. I like to feel that like the first 30 odd minutes I was calling his name for no reason as I always do encouraging him just yelling get him Joey or get involved Joey or whatever and after about 30 minutes the sisters p- pitched up behind me I feel like they, f- they heard the call I feel like that's when they heard the call they pitched yeah. up behind us about 30 minutes and then in the second half with like you know 10 minutes in the second half we turn around and Luch is there and me, me and Campo like a little giddy school girl. You were. You were like, very excited. Like, elbowing each other. Like, hey, hey, look who's here. <laughs> and unf- the one most unfortunate thing of it, firstly, the greatest moment of my life potentially was when I feel like I was accepted to the family when that one moment when Joey picked up that loose ball, do you remember? Yes. And we all were yelling, get him, Joey, and so were they. Yeah. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a hymn yep. <laughs> on the hill of it. But then with about seven or eight minutes to go, when, when uh, Canberra gave a penalty away, I thought, this is a prime time I'm going to get a photo with Luch. I'll go ask him now because after full time, he'll probably go over to the sideline with the, with, uh, with, with the boys. They, they line up the penalty, take it to a turnaround, and he's not there. Yeah. That's you only told me this after the end because I'd gone to the bathroom. Well, because me and Kembo went, both turned around, like, where did he go? He was only 10 metres away from you. But it turns out he went like underneath the grandstand. He was like, he had not gone very far. And yeah, you but, just somehow didn't see him. Yeah, but clearly not in my sight lines. No. But like, I, like, when we left, I, could, I saw him over near the, the Raiders bench. Yeah. Take, he was wearing a Raiders jacket, by the way. He'd taken that off at that point. So potentially, what if he slinked back? If he took the Raiders jacket off, I might have not identified him with the, with the glance. Yeah. But it's unfortunate. It was both good and bad. They also cheered for Chance a lot like we did. The they Lewis. did do that a lot. What I'm saying is I found my people. Yeah. And if you're listening, Luch, I'm willing to be baptised into the family. <laughs> I'll get the adoption papers out. I know seems, you're younger than me. It seems reasonable. It's not weird. It's not weird. If we say it's not, it's not weird. Brendan Elliott had about 23 tackle breaks. All on Sam Williams. Yep. Mm. Sam, poor old Sammy did not... We, we said the Sammy threshold was three weeks. I believe this was his fourth game. It was. So, Well, you know. you've proved yourself right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's he, good on he, he got ran through for a couple of their tries. Um, it was a mm. shame because Canberra started really nicely. They look they looked really good, especially going left. White and hitting hitting a couple of nice holes. But as soon as Rapinoe went off, I was just like, it's maybe, just it's maybe just maybe strange though. Well, I mean, they didn't work it out until after half time to move Croker to the other wing. Yeah, um, they they Cotridge, sorry. Sorry, yeah. move Kroger to the left wing, Cottridge to the other wing, and yeah. leave Joey in the centres because they did put Joey on the wing for about 20 minutes and he was just completely not involved in the game. Yeah, and when, when, uh, when Manly made that breakaway down the left-hand side and Joey's turning back to try and chase in defence, I was just like, nah, no. nope, you're not a winger. Um, did your best, though. Yeah, and then... Um, yeah, it was, it was just 
quite a strange game. Like Manly had that game three weeks ago when they lost Tom Tabojevic against Souths and rallied to win. And then in yes. this game, they lose Daily Chair Evans and rally to win. I, yep. I, I don't understand it, but again, that's... That's that's what a Des Hazler coach team does. They yeah. play hard and they don't they don't quit. And and that was I'm not saying that the Raiders necessarily choked in this game. I think they just you know, they had the personnel issue and they didn't really figure out how to get around they, that until later on. They gave it away though. They really did for yeah. mine. Yeah. Like the start of, that first twenty minutes of that second they, half, yeah. a lot of really dumb third and fourth tackle penalties. Yep. And Canberra sometimes when this happens. They let it get inside their own heads and you could see it. I mean Josh Hodgson gave, gave a really dumb one away when he stripped one like a guy when there was like four guys on him. And strip the ball, and then you had Manly just took it. They didn't have Cherry Evans, but they just flicked the switch and they decided we'll play second phase footy. That's all they did from then. And and, and the, Raiders look, the Raiders looked like they were going to shit themselves. They did every time they started an offload. Like that's that try they scored where there was about fifteen basketball passes. Yeah, mm. that was that was a great try. They were just like, what's happening? Oh, that's how the Raiders have played so, so much good footy with that second phase stuff. And they're like, oh, oh, they're trying to do that too. Well, that's mm. not good. Yeah, and then I think that play where Nick Kotrich passed the ball after he'd been tackled for about four seconds and gave away a penalty. One of the dumbest penalties you'll ever see. Um, that kind of summed up their afternoon, just trying way too hard. Yeah, Campo screamed at that point like when you accidentally step on a cat's tail. Yeah, it's, yeah. It was a whale, a massive whale, let it out. It looks, yeah, not, not great for your boy Campo at that moment. But mm. oh, well, In terms of my boy Chan Zickel-Clockstad, by the way, though, I know like, I've already been banging on about him, but he is bloody impressive live. Yeah. I, like he does the stuff traditionally good fullbacks do in terms of he made a couple of covering tackles in this game and instead of just going straight back to marker which a lot of them do was on his bike directly back across field and even on one of the occasions he went back across field they, the Manly switched it back to the short side he still screamed back the other way Manly did score on that play but just showing his willingness to, to, to get across the grass when the team is down as well which is a good thing and in attack he does the same thing he really follows the ball around. And, and those kind of things you can't see as much on TV because the fullbacks aren't on screen. Generally, the only player not on screen. But when you're at the stadium, you can see someone like him covering that much grass. You know you're dealing with a legitimate fullback. Yeah. You know, he's good. And yeah, Brandon Elliott, you said he's the only good game like ever, which is something. Yeah, oh, just a lot of no-names fired up for him. Like yeah. Garrick, Parker, him. They're all, they're uh, yeah, all pretty good. Corey Waddell was great off yeah. the bench too. Uh, Morgan, Bell was a la- Morgan Boyle is the largest human alive. He is person, gigantic, but he doesn't run like it. No, he, he does got it. folded up every time he, he took did. the ball up. Have but he's like, so much bigger than everybody else in the field. So when we're at the game, I saw Manazi find him, and I thought, man, he is bigger than what I feel, what he looks on TV. Yeah, looked it up. He's six foot one oh. in ninety five kilos. That is a big hookup. Mm. So no wonder you know he made thirteen runs for one hundred thirty meters this game. And he well, I mean, if if there's going to be one club where there's a big hooker, it's going to be Manly because yeah. they've got a center who's literally four thousand kilos and eight yeah. foot tall. And, and man, you know, no wonder though when he gets out of dummy half, he looks so difficult to bring down because he's yeah. the size of a running forward, but without athleticism. And I think Manly have really really stumbled on the yeah, gym. Yeah, he's there. been thoroughly impressive. And if they yeah. lose Coruscant for a few weeks now, which they might with injury, I don't think I'll give it two hoots. Mm. No, he's, he's fantastic. Alrighty, last game of the round. It's Newcastle 28, Parramatta 14. Jeez. Parramatta come back to earth with a thud. Oh, man. It was the most Parramatta thing of all time, wasn't it? Put up a 50 spot. Well, they got beat by they got beat 19-0 then... the week before that. 51-6. to And then somehow lose to half a footy team. Uh, I mean, the Knights dug in. They played quite well. Yeah. But, I mean, Parramatta were just doing so many basic things wrong. And mm. it's really... It's just bad. I don't know how a team can fluctuate between a 20-point loss to a 50-point win to another 20-point loss in the space ah, of I see. You've never watched the Raiders three before. weeks. Mm. When, especially when, you know, I mean, I don't think the Knights are better than the Tigers. Or if they are, not by a lot. So, no, I'd yeah, agree. it's crazy. I'd agree with that summation. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you look at this Parramatta side and you think, 
on the back of last season, potentially they wouldn't let the lulls get to them because they have been down and whatever. But yeah, this game, you kept waiting for them to turn up and it just didn't happen. They kept making stupid mistakes from the first minute or the first set of the game. They're making dumb mistakes all the way through to the end of it. And then a few things on defense where they just missed basic tackles up the guts and that's guys like Penny Terrapo who just missed a tackle. Reid Marnie did one of those dumb things where he was called offside, but he was... You don't pull out, mate. Give get take the penalty because once you run up to the guy, the, the person on your outside thinks that's your man. Yeah. Don't pull out and let him run through the middle of the field. You get you cop getting penalised. Yeah. There was that one. Marnie, who I'm a big fan of, also conceded two tries on their goal line essentially from poor goal line D, just from hit ups. But yeah, the Knights. I wouldn't say the Knights forwards dominated this game. I would say their backs dominated this game because I thought guys like Heimel Hunt. Jesse and Ramian and Edric Lee, when they're getting involved, cutting out of their end, really, really put a hurt on Parra. I think it was, as you say, not necessarily just the fact that they played well. It's that they play, they all play to their potential. And like mm. we've been banging on about this for weeks, is that the Knights have got such a decent, you know, they've got a mid-level roster. They should be doing better. And yeah. look, look what happens when you turn up and try hard. You know, when you play good footy and you play, you know, as I said, you play to your potential, then you can beat a team who wiped another off the field last week. And it was refreshing to see Danny Levi play that well too, by the way. He's that, that running and pass through for the for the mm. try, fantastic. Like, I know we said it and we shouldn't be, you know, saying, I fucking hate this saying, but good heads up footy. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. He played direct and, and got out of dummy half a lot and he's a much better player when he gets out of dummy half and leads his forwards onto the ball. And then he had a good game in this and he played bog minutes like that. And, isn't it funny that Mitch Pierce literally cannot have a half-decent game without being put in origin contention? His first half-decent game of the year, and Michael Ennis is like, well, is that him putting his hand up for the Blues? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. It's not. No, it's, 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 it's If not. Mitchell Pierce genuinely got picked ahead of Adam Reynolds again, I think I might have to kill someone. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the Knights did, uh, they did feed Jesse Ramey in a bit more in this game as well. They just looked likely about it. Heimel Hunt had a great game. Remember he was good for like five games for South yep. when he first got there? He's in that period now for the for Knights, but he, he, he broke a few uh, broke off a few big runs to the middle when he had no right to do so. He was great. But Parramatta outside of what? Mike Sevo, maybe. Mike Sevo and Jennings had a pretty good game too. Outside of those two, they didn't look like they were at the races at all. I thought Junior Paulo, who I've been impressed with most of the season, was, was pretty average. I thought Blake Ferguson was clearly underdone, and he wasn't driving through contact at all. I mean, I guess you've got a broken rib. You're not really going to yeah. do that. And Clark Gutherson had, had a bit of a man. And unfortunately for Gutherson at the moment, now, anytime he does anything, his contract value is being talked about. So the whole game, he got hammered. He had a bit of a bad game, but that, you know you don't make your season off one game. And in terms of the other guys who were good for para, Oregon Kafusi, I thought, and Manu Mario were great off the bench as well. But yeah, pretty much no one else turned up. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Simi Redradra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Redradra. Is there any news this week? Uh, there's rumours. Oh. There's the rumour of Nikarima to the Warriors. Ooh. There's a rumour that won't go away of James Roberts to the Tigers, to, to South, not the Tigers. But yeah, Nikarima to the Warriors. Obviously, I'd be right back on board with the Warriors. They took him away from me if he did it for me. Would you like a swap deal for Blake Green? Well, yes, they're not going to do that, but I'd love one. Look, I'm just offering. I'm <laughs> Would just you offering. be I don't happy do anything if either both of those rumours were true or neither? Neither. Damn it. Um, <laughs> Thought yeah, I had him. <laughs> yeah, the Jim, James Roberts apparently had someone, a third party, reach out to Wayne Bennett. We don't know if that's true or not, and uh, it would be an interesting one 
considering the troubles he's had in Sydney in the past and what he's saying this last Junior, year though. about Sydney. Well, yeah, I know. And yeah. Wayne. I know. Oh, well, obviously Wayne's a big thing. So it'd be interesting if that happened. And I'd be so against it as a footy club if the Broncos let him go. Mm. I understand Katoni Staggs, the ready-made placement, you say. But the word is James Roberts is on about 450 to 500 a year. He signed up for the next two and a half seasons. That's fantastic value for, for a centre of his quality. And also, he's one of the very few. There's about three of them in the competition who are legitimate game-breakers. We always say the word game-breaker, but he's one of the legitimate ones, is that he can score a try from anywhere on the field. He can crack a game open from pretty much anywhere on the field. And yeah. he does do on a regular basis. And yeah. I just would not be willing to let that talent walk out of the building without, without something in return or whatever. Like I mean, he is one of the most valuable assets on that contract for me at the club. And maybe there's other things to do it if they let him go, but I couldn't get like I couldn't be behind that less. In Would terms of Nick Reamer, though, I'd be right behind that. Um, him out. Don't let the door hit him. Morgan and Munster firm as Queensland captain choices with DCE injured Mitchell. Well, I'm pro both of those. Those are like my two top two picks. So this does ruin like I was going to be vindicated in our like now month long argument that Cherry Evans would be the Queensland captain. No, not that he would. I think he probably will be, but I don't think I'm he annoyed. Be. I'm annoyed. Are you? The, I didn't realize we were, I didn't realize we were playing for sheep stations in that one, but now I'm back here. <laughs> <laughs> was it turnip stations? What do you play for over there? Oh. What's, what's, a, what's a valuable vegetable? Uh, I, believe I believe there's a canius. Yam. A yam. We're playing yep. yam stations. Playing yeah. for yam stations. Are they stations? Playing for yam, yam fields? Roots. Yam fields. <laughs> yam fields, yeah. The yam pasture. <laughs> anyway. Um, and you thought my chat was bad. <laughs> this is very bad. I told you, you, I told you you'd take three I weeks to kill the vegetarian joke. I guarantee you, Harry's it. listening to this podcast going, how do you not know about yams, boys? <laughs> yeah. He is. Maybe you need that bloody $10 million to learn where bread and cheese comes from. Yeah, yeah I'm in. <laughs> Why not? Um, so anyway, talk about the Queensland captaincies you mentioned there. Uh, isn't Queensland in a funny spot now with Jake Friend obviously out for the series? Yep. And then if they lose Cherry Evans, God, that was a ho- that was a horrible injury too. Well, Michael Morgan was the person who was going to play centre, obviously, all mm-hmm. the word was, and then Friend was going to play nine. But already, if you lose Friend, it's like, well, do we play Ben Hunt or McCulloch? And McCulloch's been terrible at nine. And then, well, then you lose Cherry Evans. It's like, well, do we play Morgan at seven? Or would we play Hunt at seven? Or what? And then, I don't know. If, like, what ben do you Hunt's going to play hooker. He's yeah, going to play hooker, right? I'd play I Ben Hunt. So. He's going to play hooker, but then seven is now, do you move Morgan in? Well, and if you move Morgan in, then you, you're definitely playing Edric Lee. Then you're definitely defending Kevy mentioned on Kevy mentioned both Corey Norman and Ash Taylor today, which is... Well, I mean, the wow. Queens of Philosophy has mentioned everybody, so I'm fine he with that. He did mention, that is true. He mentioned anyone who's eligible. To be fair, he also said Ash Taylor's not going that well at the moment, but he's one we see for the future. Yeah. I mean, I would not be shocked at all if he's calling Darius Boyd, which is terrible, just because he's been there. That's the brightest timeline. That it, it is, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the funniest. Could, could it kill Origin? I hope so. <laughs> I really do hope so. Something yeah. has to. It never will. I'm worried we might win the series 2-1 if we have to play Edric Lee. That's a real, real fear <sighs> of mine. <laughs> but, Give me strength. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a very interesting Origin series from the Queensland team of the last, you know, as we know, the last 10, 10 or so years. Back to, to being what, the lovable be. underdogs. Yeah, they've always been the yeah. underdogs. Now we've been even the more lovable underdogs. No, it was <laughs> the New England Patriots even. level of like fuckwittery when like the greatest team of all time would still call themselves the underdogs. They said we could do six. Nobody said we could win it seven times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be the, probably the weakest Queensland team since 2003, which was like... It was when the Broncos were, came eighth and it was still the entire Broncos side. It was like Berrigan and Eichen in the halves with PJ Marsh at hooker. And it was just like... God, yeah, that was PJ the, Marsh That, that was the Queensland uh, setup. Me. And Paul Bowman had to be the bench utility because they had nobody else. Pretty much. Did Actually Harrison get a game that year? 
not yet. Or was it 04? Yeah, but uh, that that was... Uh, Literally the, the only bright point for the early South years in the 2000s was Ashley Harrison getting Queensland selection. But that, that's my, my my curiosity though, is that if, say, if DC is out four weeks, that's pretty much to origin one. Is that Do they rule him out of captaincy contention or they give it to him anyway and then bring him back? But, I mean, they only, he only came in for playing game, well in one game last year. What if we start Morgan at seven and win game one? Mm. Then what do you do? You can't bring DC back in then, can you? Could you play DC at hooker? God no! Maybe the four, like at this point, it's like yeah, like Anthony Milford for seven might be might be a thing. Honestly, they're desperate. God, wow! Like they, well, they're, well they're I, I think enough. that's the least ridiculous option. Uh, like, Ash and Corey Norman yeah. as well. But is Jake know. Clifford a Queenslander? He is. Hmm. He but is. also, like when you think about the injury issues at other positions, maybe that maybe that is the solution. Could or we, there's maybe the, if you do have to play Morgan in the centres and Ben Hunt at hooker, then perhaps Anthony Milford is your. Let's get real crazy and we'll go Morgan at seven. Okay, Munster in the centres. Yep. and Milford at six. We'll Ooh. shake it all up. And Nicarima can be a Queenslander and play play 14. Is, Actually, you know, Jade and Nicarima is a Queenslander. I was going to say, <laughs> are we going to see the... When was the last time a player was picked out of reserve grade to play for the state? Well, Phil Bailey. Yeah, Phil Bailey. Josh Hannay. Yep. Josh, True. <laughs> I don't know if Phil Bailey was in reserve grade, yeah. by the way. I just remember he was a bolter. Reserve yeah. grade and player. The rest of them like 1995. But Queensland are definitely down picking a Reggie. Why not? Oh, yeah. I'm in for it. I mean, no, they don't have any other options at this point. Yeah. Is Dave Taylor available? Oh, oh, mate, there's a hooker. And your, <laughs> oh, and your halfback, Chrissy. Yeah, mate. Get them both back. Or you just play Dave at both. Sandhouse the <laughs> impact of play off 12. the bench. But you just you free up a position there if you have Dave Taylor in the oh. roaming 9-7 role. <laughs> oh, I never knew I needed this, yeah. but I do. Okay, pick the games next week. Or oh, anyone got any more news I want to talk uh, about? Nothing else. Who cares about the rest of the stuff? Who cares about it? Alrighty. It's the, uh, it's the podcast derby. It's South versus... The Broncos at the Olympic Stadium. We've lost like 43 of these in a row. Uh, We've literally... Newer listeners. I The Broncos have not lost to the Rabbitohs since we started doing this podcast. It's been more than four years. Yes. It's been great. Like, it has literally not happened. <laughs> and now, all of a sudden, the South fans are coming out of the woodwork to come to the game we on Thursday this week. We've got like 15 invites. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, they'll, they'll smell and blood in the water they are, the South fans. Uh, so, obviously, the Broncos are going to win. Yes, I was going to say... <laughs> Nice of them to put their hands up to, is, uh, I mean, to for you I don't to console ca- them. I don't care what our form line is. We're going to beat South on yeah. Thursday. I don't care. We could have been zero and seven at this point. South South's favourites here, but uh, Braden Burns could be back. Here's a line for could you: be. how many how many tries will Corey Oates score? Three. He will score the first one again off the Darius <laughs> Boyd's play play that works against it. Nobody else anymore. It's it not will gonna, come off of it. Darius is going to refuse to play against is Lane. He, is he? Yes. Will he do the the ultimate inside man job and just? Throw the ball to the South. <laughs> all game. I mean, it's your ridiculous over. Darius Boyd predictions have come true all year, so that I can might. only hope that that one also comes true. Um, all the Wayne's boys could just lie down, which I'd be fine with. Wouldn't that be great? They're respecting the troops. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but uh, it is interesting. I mean, obviously, we're getting a whole week of the Seabold Wayne stories. Jack Bird broke. Thank them. God, this is a Thursday game. Yeah, right? yeah. Jack Bird broke the big news that apparently lots of players came to Brisbane to play for Wayne Bennett. Didn't had no clue, <laughs> Jesus. But Jack Bird broke that for us today, and he they would have eaten that up too. Yeah. That's the worst part. See what Jack Bird was eating up. Yeah, he was McDonald's. <laughs> he he was the one that it was. Wayne was having the barbecues for Jack Bird. Yeah, he was. Wayne knew all along. That's it. But uh, yeah. I'm obviously picking the Broncos because we're playing South. I'll take the Broncos as well. South. Alrighty, Friday night, six oh p.m. My God. This Cow- deserves 6 p.m. Maybe you could put this at 4 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> can you bring it earlier? Cowboys versus the Titans at uh, Townsville Stadium. Mm. I don't care. Uh, what was your favourite part of the Remember the Titans? Yeah. Uh, so, 
I mean, probably the most important moment in the film is when Gary Bertier cuts his best friend, uh, Ray, from the team for not blocking for the black mm. players. Mm. Um, it really shows that he is understanding the unity Did he that respect is the, the new troops? Titans. Um, yes. But I can safely say that the large football player from the south of the USA probably respected the troops. Good. Yeah, and I, my favourite part is that Ryan Gosling wasn't the cool guy in a movie, no, which is he like wasn't. very rare. Yep. I like Ryan Gosling too, but it's just good to see him be this terrible cover People corner. always think he was Sunshine, but he wasn't. No. He was the other blonde guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who was his name I can't remember. He got taken Not out sunset, of the he got yeah. taken out of the game so that um so that uh Petey could play both sides, the yeah. defense and offense, because he couldn't keep up with his man in defense because yeah. he was too slow. Exactly. Mm. Ryan Gosling wasn't the cool guy for one. Bill Belichick would have drafted him though. He would have well mate, playing both sides of the field. He would have well, well no, he was playing neither side. He got, he got pulled. <laughs> but Anyway, Remember Titans, great movie. He got uh, a thousand yard year, year out of that guy, though, out of Ryan Gosling. And the, the fat guy check. from Lost was in it. Yeah. yeah. He got a scholarship to college. And then, uh, yeah, stayed fat the whole time. I respect it. The fat guy from My Name is Earl is also in it. Isn't that the same fat guy? <laughs> Isn't the fat guy from Lost a different fat guy? Maybe the, the fat guy from Lost is not in this. Yeah, and fat I have guy imagined from My Name is You're right. It's the guy from My Name is Earl. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> 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 this is a game here. <laughs> um, Titans. Oh, God. Actually, Cowboys, tell me I'll be back. Alrighty. Uh, Cronulla Sutherland versus Melbourne. Oh, you talk about your barn burners. But this was the game Cam Smith got Simbin in. It's potentially going to be Paul Gallen's big L. I can see no more fitting way yep. for Paul Gallen to be handed the biggest L of his career than at the hands of Cameron Smith, the man who's handed him All the so L's. many L's <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Can we only right. kick him in the face when he gets it? Maybe. Time. He might. <laughs> the Storm are such jerks that they might... Make some sort of trophy for him. Uh, I think they'll know. What, what yeah. is? <laughs> they they will definitely. This will be up in the locker room, hundred percent. Well, they're, they're the best team with the like we talked about this before. They're the best team with the con with keeping records. We know it, records it, all the time with Cam Smith. Yeah, but they sometimes talk about sometimes them. two sets of records. Yes. Mm. Um, but <laughs> the most wins record and and, and the. Uh, uh, but um, <laughs> if there's any player that was likely to give Paul Gallon a piss take trophy for taking the most L's, it would be Will Chambers. It would with yeah. no one close to second. Matter like macaroni too, be terrible <laughs> yeah. glued on a piece of paper. L will be made, backwards. Yeah, he's made him a friendship bracelet, <laughs> and all the macaroni is shaped as L's. Oh, yeah. It is interesting though because the these teams, two teams, obviously hate each other. But the Sharks will be out there on the day. It's like a bunch of nineteen-year-olds and Paul Gallon of Fafita. So Paul Bronch and Sherry's going to get his face torn off by Will Chambers for having done nothing in the past, not involved with at all. And Chambers are going to shiv him behind a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Ronaldo's going to be very confused with what is happening yeah. at the moment. Uh, I'm going to go the Storm by 13 plus. Wow, yeah. bold. Um, so many records in one game. Most L's, most wins, most gains, mm-hmm. most points. I think what <laughs> Cronulla will do is they'll have they'll have Gallon with all of the L's along the LED board along the side. You of the know pitch. how they usually do? Yeah, like 300. They put the 300 yeah. <laughs> just L's all the way instead around. of having the NRL in the little. They'll have they'll have the old logo in the NRL. The L's will just go into the <laughs> bloody trial, go past the trial line, out of the car park, around the around like the apartment it. building. Uh, yeah, give me Melbourne. Um, I'm going to tip Cronulla. I'll tell you why. Because you know where they play the week after, Mitchell? They play on Magic Weekend Mm. against the Titans at Suncorp. And that is a far more appropriate fixture for Paul Gallon. Is it to get the Eagles? It makes a valid point. They're like I mean, going to po- get home, though. Paul Gallen has lost a lot of games. Because people Suncorp try to act like he don't, they don't care about it, but they do. They do mm, care. Of course they do. Man, that'd be a great game. What's the next to? game? It's uh, it's Canberra versus Penrith. Where's McDonald's parked out? It's in Wagga. Okay. Mm. Canberra. Big shout out to uh, to the Raiders for moving this game to Wagga the week that I'm going down home. That's, Thanks, that's Thanks tough guys. That's my guy. Thanks. Uh, give me the Raiders. Man, Panthers. Well, Thanks. I get worried about... 
the Raiders just in terms of we've seen them in the past that they can have a bad loss and they can make it worse. They can multiply that yes. in, in the future. I'm interested to see if Aiden Caesar comes back in as well. He played uh, New South Cup last week. But I'm going with Canberra. I think Penrith will push them better in this game. They have a bit of something over Canberra, but I feel like Canberra will, will come back. I, I just feel like Canberra are going to be more... Uh, they're going to be better prepared to deal with what Penrith th- throw at them, to be really honest. If, if Rappin is fine to play, which I assume he will be... Mm. Uh, I can't see Penrith scoring more than twelve points. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those games for Canberra that it is a bigger game than around that fixture. If you get me, because they lost last week and they played the Roosters the week after. Yes, it's it's very different world with all five of mine. They could potentially be five and four in a matter yep. of weeks. They need this win to, to get back to to uh, so solidify their spot in the top eight. Alrighty, Manly versus uh, the Bulldogs. The Des Derby. The Des Derby. Saturday afternoon at Brookvale. It's going to be gritty. It's this gonna is going to be, gritty. yes, going to be tense, tough. I am going to say Manly 12-10. I'm on Manly. I mean, that well, you don't get things often right on this podcast, but the two things we were against consensus within preseason was the Knights suck and Manly are good. And we're going to we're gonna celebrate that, aren't we, Bunker? We well, got that one 100% right. I think we can... Right. We can yeah, I, I'm all about going the early crow after round yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah but yeah, man, we were right. Uh, moving on to the Saturday night game, Eastern Suburbs versus West Tigers at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Oh. God help anybody that goes to this game. Yeah, um, the Roosters, I guess. I mean, Roosters are heavily favoured here, so I'll take the Chooks as well. I am uh, cons- uh, interested to see who plays six for the Tigers. Is Benji back? Is Reynolds fit? If not, Madison again. But yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going the Roosters. It's hard to pick against them, but I do think the Tigers will keep this game closer than many expect. Is, do you think Kiri will be fit for this game? I think so. So then, who play? So if he is not fit, who plays six for the Chooks? I think Lock on Lamb will continue to play in that fair. role. Yeah, fair. I just wanted another big guy in the halves. Could mm-hmm. add a big, big guy yeah, half. Big man season. Uh, alrighty, Sunday. Afternoon over the ditch. It's Oof. New Zealand Warriors versus the Newcastle Knights at Mount Smart Stadium. In the ring of the volcano. Rough game. Rough, um, rough Warriors. Game. Warriors. Warriors. Newcastle. They may have won, but they're terrible away from home. Warriors. Uh, last game of the round. It's Parramatta versus the Dragons at Parramatta Stadium. I refuse to use its sponsored name. A lot of great matchups this week, actually. There's only there like one or two I'm really confident will go certain ways. So mm. I'm taking Parramatta. I might try to get to this game, finish work early. So you're in Canberra. Tot- totter on down. Oh, I've got to get back to work on Sunday. I think there's going to be a bit of a vibe around Bankwest Stadium for the first few games there from Parramatta like there was last week. And yeah. I'm mm-hmm. picking, picking the Eels playing at home yeah, there. me too. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Question time. My ears hurt. Question one from RCB Sharks. He said, did the Dragons throw a win away on Anzac Day? I don't know about throwing a win away, but they could. They definitely could have won. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's probably fair. It's harder to crack the Roosters' defence than it appears anyway, but yeah, they definitely enough opportunity and ball to win that game. Yeah. Next question, he says, should the Sharks, given their record at Suncorp, have rested Sean Johnson rather than playing with a dodgy quad? Hamstring, but yeah, I get what you mean. Well, he, he played on a dodgy quad and yeah, then he did his other hamstring. And, I, yeah. and I, I actually think they should have rested him. Yeah. They shouldn't have played him last week either, even though he was a part of the win. A fit Sean Johnson is... That's your season, essentially. I know yeah. he's only out for four or five weeks, but it's like if him being top condition for the whole season, that's that's a big part Sometimes of Sometimes you've just got to load manage these guys, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, and he, he clearly wasn't fit to go. Why? Just don't do it. Any takes, Bunga? Nah, I think Sean Johnson's good. <laughs> there they go. Uh, Lachlan Croker revenge game. Discuss. Yeah, that's what happened. It did happen. It wasn't. It wasn't nice to, f- for the Raiders fan I was on that day. Mm. <laughs> we didn't enjoy it. Next question. Josh Robo forty four says, 
What has been the worst commentary take of the season? There's too many now. There are a lot. I, I, I had a good one today that I put in the group chat, but my phone is all the way over there. Do you remember what it was? Uh... Gaz said this week that... Who was it? Oh, this is uh, Bryce Cartwright isn't an 80-minute... Bryce Cartwright isn't an 80-minute player. People say that Bryce Cartwright isn't an 80-minute player. I don't agree with that. What I think people mean is that he plays in patches for 80 minutes of the game. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Um, he, always, always qualify, he always qualifies what he's meaning about five times. And what I mean by that is... And what I mean by that is... Just tell us is. what you mean the first yeah, time. No. Yeah, Dang Agar getting praised as one of the best defenders in the comp in round two. That might be it. That was pretty good. That, that was on was... both networks too. Fox and Nine both said that. Wow. What it's got not beaten? easy to score past him. Actually, he's conceded 100 tries. <laughs> that I was the know. old Dang guy. The new and improved Dang guy is great. <laughs> the bad takes are to come. They, they're always there early when there's the rookies. They're always overhyped. Wait the... for or- like the closer we get to Origin as well. Yeah, yeah uh, Brad Parker underrated from Rocker Roach. I'm, also I'm pushing that one though. Yeah. I mean, I'm all in. Next question from Pat Lawrence 26. It's a question for Bungers. If yes. you were Leeds manager, what would you have done? Okay, so, so if people t- didn't see this... Yeah, okay, good. You're telling the story. Good. Yeah, so if people didn't see this, Leeds are playing Aston Villa. Leeds are going to finish third because they really blew it. And um, Aston Villa are going to finish fifth. So they, there's a good chance they might play each other in the playoff Explain final. Explain what, what that is too. So this is the second tier of the English uh, prim- uh, English uh, football uh, pyramid system. So the top two teams and the winner of the playoff... A pyramid scheme. <laughs> I said system. <laughs> yeah. I said system, which <laughs> is what it's did. called. Oh, that's good. Um... Yeah, so the top two teams and the winner of the third through sixth playoffs. So three teams in total get promoted to the Premier League. So one and two go up automatically, three through six play in a little mini playoff finals system, right? So Leeds are going to finish third. Richest game in football. Cetera, it, is, it is known as the £100 million game or something because like, that's how much money you get for being in the Premier League. Like, it's, it's a huge deal. Um, so this game was the second last game of the regular season. Um, game didn't really mean anything, right? So, which is Which is important in the context of what happened next. So... In this game, Aston Villa player tried to tackle a Leeds player, ended up hurting himself, was on the deck. Leeds didn't kick the ball out, which they don't have to do. But then the bit where it gets murky is the ball comes out to Leeds player Tyler Roberts on the wing, and it looks like he puts his hand in the air to motion to the Aston Villa players that he's going to kick the ball out. But then instead of doing that, he plays a through ball down the line, Matej Klick gets the ball, scores a goal, and then a fight breaks out afterwards. A brouhaha. Um, he stopped when he... When he- they stopped, which that was the only part I took issue with. If he hadn't done that, I would have been fine with it. But then after that, uh, after the fight, uh, Leeds manager Marcelo Bielsa instructed his players to just let the Aston Villa forwards walk the ball up the field and score an equaliser. And one of the Leeds guys tried to stop one, that too. One guy didn't like it and tried to stop them from scoring, God love him. There was but, also um, a red card on the scuffle. The scuffle was about four minutes long. Yeah, which is interesting because that guy might now miss the the playoffs because he will get a three-game ban for red card. Although, again, He's the red card he got was for a blatant like dive by the Leeds player who pretended that he hit him in the head when he didn't. Has the whole thing it. was an absolutely embarrassing mess. But in saying that, I'm happy he let them score because that way it kills the scandal and it can't derail the sort of last couple of weeks of the season, which are the most important two weeks this football club's had in 15 years. On the other hand, had this game been to get promoted or had it been the playoff final, I would have been livid if he'd let them score, and I don't think he would have if the stakes had been higher. I agree too, by the way. It's one mm-hmm. of those things, if, if you don't let them score back, there's probably bigger implications for your season in terms of the, the buzz around the team. But you do it in this situation because the game, as you said, literally meant nothing. Sheffield United won already before the game kicked off, so you knew you, you were third. You knew that, so you let, you let them score. But yeah, playoff final, you don't do it. Even if it was my team, again... You can talk sports with you all you want. It's not an official rule. If my team score like that in a final, hell no, I don't want them to let the other team yeah. score Again, like that. Again, the yeah. only 
to- the only part I took umbrage with, and if people don't know the rules of soccer, so basically, unless it's a head injury, the teams can play on. Yeah, and the referee has to stop playing. It's considered good sportsmanship to kick the ball out, but because we're yeah. living in an age where more and more players are just going down with fake injuries and then getting up three seconds later, teams have stopped. Teams have become a little bit more cynical towards that and stopped kicking mm. the ball, which I'm fine with. Mm. The only bit I wasn't fine with was when he looked like when he literally was like motioning to the Villa players that he was going to kick the ball out, and then he didn't do it. Well, I think all our fans at some point has watched the Socceroos play in Asia. Oh, I think mate, one of the those Socceroos games, in Asia is another level. When you watch like oh, 15th time someone hits the ground, you're like, we have to kick this ball out again. It's, it's like that. No, you don't want to kick it out. But yeah, yeah. It, I think uh, it's played out as it should have in the situation. But yeah, yeah, Aston Villa players, mate, it was on for a few minutes there. Uh, next question, Wef's Life Pod. Again, that's a podcast about not Westlife, the band. It's Wests with an S for oh. the Tigers. Although, bringing back a Westlife podcast, I might listen. Yeah. Big, big Brian McFadden <laughs> yeah. guy. Actually, hey, no, he said something really dumb recently. I can't remember what it was. Doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, he said, did you guys happen to see any of the NFL draft in Tennessee? 150K people lined the streets. It looked absolutely lit. I think you guys have talked about how a draft would or wouldn't work in the NRL, but what can the NRL do in the offseason? That's another... Sorry, that's not another who cares match to keep NRL interest up. Well... Well, Nash- I think this offseason there was sufficient interest for the wrong reasons. <laughs> we don't want that. No. Uh, Nash- good Nashville is an amazing city. It is an, it's an incredibly fun place to go. If yeah. you haven't been there, I strongly encourage you to do so. But we can't have a draft. We just can't. It's not how rugby league works. Because if you had a draft, there's no longer an incentive for, um, for like junior nurseries to exist. There's no longer an incentive for you know Penrith, let's say. There's no, there's no longer an incentive for Penrith to develop good young players if the next year, the Titans get to just take their best young player. Yeah, like, and, it, and it's like, it, or you could you could say, let's reform everything and make the NRL pay for those regions. Yes. But the, the thing is, that does ruin nurseries still because some particular teams will invest heavier in regions. You know, and, and once that's yeah. gone, and it's like equ- e- you know, equilibrium across all regions. Yeah. You can, mm. It, it, it works it. in the NFL and the AFL because they don't have junior nurseries. They have, you know, they have... Or you've got in you've AFL got, they've, yeah. they all go to like posh high schools, and, and not in just America that, they have the co- the college football system. You've so. got Melbourne where you've got a, a massively high concentration of I oh, think nine teams in Melbourne and one in Geelong. So there's they can't all have different areas of say country Victoria, and I mean you've got the splits elsewhere. But like the the NFL is exactly the opposite, where you've only got thirty teams across an entire country, four hundred million people, thirty two teams. 32 teams, rather, across 400 million people, they're not going to each have their own nurseries. And you've got teams like, say, for example, the Giants and the, mm. the Giants and the Jets who are both playing in New York. You've got the yeah, Chargers. Yeah, I think like and, 70% of players come from Texas or something. Yeah, which is, yeah, there are a lot of players from the South. You know, you've got a lot of big colleges there. But uh, to answer the other part of his question as to what they could do instead, you just, trade window, free agency. Yeah. That would work, but that's not really like an event. The, the nines is the right answer, but you've got to do it right. Well, they're doing it again this year. They're doing the nines. Where is it? They do international nines after the season. So where, I can't remember where it is now. If it's a Bank West, I'm in. If it's yeah. anywhere else, I'm not in. Are we going to get the Americans out to throw Hail Mary pass against Souths? I hope so. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for if you put a free agency period in the off-season, at least then, instead of wasting it during when the footy's on, we always talk about speculation. That can just end and we'll talk about it for two months. It would be great. Because it's not a thing in America. It just doesn't exist. It, it's it mid-season speculation. No, you're like, yeah. oh, I've got this guy for this season, whatever, we'll think about it later. You don't yeah. worry about that all, all, all You don't season. have guys playing whole seasons while they're already contracted to another team yeah. for the following seasons, mm. which again is just a fast. Yeah, I'm pro that. Yeah, trade window. Get it get it, get it going. Okay, next question. Benny DTT. There's a lot of chat always seems to be around how good players are and what who the next big thing is. My question is to all of you, who are the three worst players each of you have seen in the NRL era? Josh King. Yeah, Josh King is the answer. One. 
Um, now, other ones we could eat. Let's we not had name. This, we had this discussion earlier. Let's not name one name game players or guys who like you know Mick Roberts played for the Broncos when it was like fifteen injuries and he played hooker for a few games or Shane Moylan played one game. Let's not name those guys. Let's try and figure some guys that played a decentish stretch. Mm. So mm. I know you'll have a couple for South. My boy sure. Talanoa's probably up there. God love him. Successful um, career in England still. Did, did <laughs> carved it up for Hull. It says, it says all you need to know about the Super League. Um, Morant is my other one, by the way. Yeah. Well, like we we had this discussion off air about worst worst players to play more than a hundred games. Like Morant, legitimately, that's the only one my hate with him. It's a fact he went from Broncos first grader, so one of the best teams in the comp, who made a grand final, to not playing. He played one more professional game of sport after that. Yep. He played one more. He played one game for the Reds off the bench, and that was it. He hasn't played first grade ever again. No. That's how bad he is that he fell that far. <laughs> that he should never have been is he there. He's playing the for the Cutters. Place. He's yeah. playing for the Cutters. God love him. And he's still not very good. Oh. Although that Cutters team is peak cup. So yeah, got yeah. a got a job for uh, job for the boys. Corbin Simmons got him signed. They're good mates. But yeah, you can't. There's gonna be someone else in South too. It's down there with Hal Noah. Oh, yeah, there'd be a few. You know, basically anyone that played in the Harbs between Joe Williams, <laughs> except for Joe Williams. <laughs> Joe Williams was, he was brilliant. Um, you know, you've got your. Um, you got uh, Matt King's brother Andrew King played in the centers for a couple of years. He was pretty bad. You had um, you had uh, you had good old Roy Bell. Roy Bell, mate. Joven Clark. Joven there's, Clark. There's something there. <laughs> yeah, fifty kilo guys can't cut it in the modern NRL. Who knew? But um, oh, Brad Watts wasn't great. Yeah, South were forced to do a lot more than like people think. The night stays were dark. South were forced to do a lot. People more have no idea. There. People need to pull their heads but in. But still won more games. <laughs> we did win more games. There were more shit-ass teams back then, though, to be fair. There was. Yeah, no, no more. Okay, we'll no. go next. Uh, Corey Goat says, How fitting is it in Kansas' record-breaking game? He has a chance of making Gallon the biggest loser of all time. Yep. Very fitting. Mm. Good. Uh, Simo asks, Simo underscore 393, says, A serious question about regional areas. Would a round work where every game is played in a regional area? It would be hell for the broadcasters. Yeah, but I say no. I would, my answer was no, because of the logistics. Yeah. But... That's probably it's terribly right hard. Fans would love to do it, but you, you've got to understand the logistics of connect connectivity in Australia. Is that there has Hope, to be hopeless? Hopeless. Bad. There has to be a mobile bunker at every single one of those games as well. Then, so there has yeah. to be eight mobile bunkers they have to afford to have put in place, yeah. or at least enough that they have to move them between each day. And I mean, the broad like the broadcasters would have a fit they because, would, like, if you if you think about the expenses, yeah, if you think about like Fox going out to a game, like things don't necessarily just happen out the back of an OB truck anymore. No, like they people they don't just roll up there with a with a big van and be like, okay, cool, we're putting on this game. They like they still do that for some games in Sydney where you don't necessarily have like the broadcast capabilities to do things that you would do, you know, big stadiums. So say like Leichhardt, for example. Yeah, they still have. I'm fairly sure they still have an OB truck there. But like, you can't have. If you if you take like let's say Melbourne take a game to Albury, Brisbane take a game to Ipswich, Gold Coast take a game to Port Mac, yada yada yada. Where are those? Where are the, where's all that facilities coming from? Because there's only ever one game per week yeah. that goes. Like you you had this week, you're going to have Wagga. Last week you had Bath, uh, Tamworth. Those, those trucks, for example, they have to come from somewhere. We, yeah. they, the broadcasters, Nine and Fox, they're not just going to have magic. Eight trucks. It would never happen with how facilities work currently. Maybe when there's a digital age at a different time, it'll happen. Yeah. Currently, it won't happen. Yeah. And also, I don't want it myself. By the way, like I think it'd be, like, I think it'd be sick. I think it would be really, really good. Like for, to to have a regional round, but I don't think I think that you would have to have like say two games in Sydney, a game in Brisbane, and then yeah. maybe like a game in Mackay. 
but the something like I, that. I don't want it is because I like them sprinkled throughout the season yeah. because they have that boutique feel. And we all know watching a game when the crowd feels bigger than what it is, like a 9,000 one on TV, is actually better than watching 20,000 games. Yeah, we all know this. 100%. So I like watching them sprinkled throughout the year rather than pack it into a round. And I think also that it makes, and, and I'm only speaking from my experience here, but like, obviously I didn't grow up in the country. People, people out there think that like this is special. This is their week mm. to get an NRL game. They may not get another NRL game for two years. You yeah, know? and also like I'm kind of over that. We don't have to theme every round, okay? They can just be round fifteen. You know, that can just be a round. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a theme of some sort. Play fifteen people on the pitch. Yeah, that's it. Uh, next question comes from Messon's got Ozil. Madison said after the game that his side defence showed the Anzac spirit, which is tougher: a charging over the trenches towards certain bloody death, or b Dealing with an ill-advised third tackle midfield kick from Bryce Cartwright. It is. It's a, it's a good question. <laughs> Banging question. Very good. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. We'll that up. Uh, LVO5, he said, the Mighty Knights, how good? They're back. Relatively good. <laughs> They're back to winning two games. <laughs> I'm happy for their fans. Uh, Matt Coleman says, someone else's phone is on charge on a communal charger and your battery is down to signal di- single digits. What battery percentage did they have to be on before you, A, reef the cord out of their phone and charge yours, or B, ask them, hey, do you mind? I'm on single digits here. 30. 30? Yeah, I, I would go with 30. Well, it's a very situational thing, isn't it? Right? So he said 70 to 50% or so, but That's it depends. Far too many. Depends where we are or what it if is. If you're in the you workplace, know? like you're only putting your phone on for a bit. Yeah, I know. It's like, like it, you know, even then it's like, a night out, it's like, if you go to 20%, you're winning. If you hit yeah, 30, yeah. Get, hand that charger over. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, not seventy. Seventy's a that's a full charge. Seventy's polite. Seventy's yeah. you making breakfast in the morning. Yeah, I think I think ripping it out is definitely fifty. Yeah, I think thirty percent you've got yeah. to ask, and then you just and you put your phone put their phone back on the desk or yeah, or, but fifty is a rip out territory. Yeah, uh, Messler has got Ozil's back again. When do we accept that Nathan Cleary has only hit so many clutch field goals because he's too poor to guide a team to a comfortable win? Great, great question. Well, that's it. This is when the term clutch is used terribly because for, it's used in NBA, for example, but generally clutch refers to a good player who has been really good, then hits a great shot. Yeah. Like for example, Damian Lillard Dame was Lillard. clutch Dame last week, week, but he scored 50 points. He didn't do fucking nothing yeah. and then score a three at the end. I don't think Penrith <laughs> have scored 50 points all season. That's it, but it's like, yeah, Nathan Cleary has those games where he didn't do anything in that fixture and then he kicked the field goal. Well, he kicked the conversion of the field goal. That doesn't make you clutch, mate. A clutch player is there all the time and then does that in the moment and then as well. Has, and then waves them off. That Dame play was sick, by like, the way. Again, Thurston was clutch because he was always there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I hate the, the clutch rotation for Cleary. Uh, Frankie says, what is it about the hill that makes NRL crowds so good? What's your favourite hill sledge you've heard? And he said, South were called shit dicks on Friday night. That's very I good. Mean, we had some bad hill sledges yesterday. Oh, guys. that guy was not good. Just homophobic slurs. Um, weird jokes that didn't make sense. At one point, he yelled to Jared Croker, you're not better than your dad. Twice, he actually yelled that one. And then another one, he said dad or uncle. He qualified yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and also, surprisingly, his like, Lewis slur stopped when Luciano was there. At least yeah. I recognised him. But he was yelling at any player remotely tanned on the field that he kept saying... Get off him, Leilu. He's not your boyfriend slash girlfriend either. Mostly boyfriend. But Seriously. A- any any remotely dark player is like, get off him, Leilu. He's not your boyfriend. Which is like a weird amalgamation of homophobia and racism. but And rapism as well, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Is that a thing? Um, yeah, just, just a shit bloke. Just, like, there's just no... You like, tell me there are shit blokes in... I, it's just, but like, I just, I, I'm, perhaps I was naive, though, but I thought we had perhaps evolved as a society beyond mm, no. you know yelling gay slurs at footy players in 2019 but then again we were in the place that's elected Tony Abbott nine times so yeah eh. yeah 
It yeah. is what it is. My first memory of hill sledges, because you know, as I grew up as a Broncos fan in Sydney, many of our games are played at, at hill, well, you didn't the hill. Have hills. But yeah. I went up to. Well, my first two hill memories. My first one is when I was at a Bears game, and I don't remember particularly, but I just remember that uh, I think it was Jason Taylor hit one of those point scoring records. And I remember getting, I was like eight years old and got soaked in beer. So I dropped beer on me, and being eight years old, did not enjoy that. Lots of tears <laughs> with the beer. My second hill memories, I was up at Newcastle with, I had a friend who was a Knights fan, and we'd gone up for like a family trip, whatever. And I heard someone, it was like they put a bomb up, and, it, and Lockett was the back. And the guy at the back, and the guy behind me screamed, "Take his fucking head off! He can't run without a fucking head, can he?" And I was like, "That checks out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Anatomically correct." Um, yeah. and, uh, and then he then he started every t- every time Lockyer did it, he was yelling and he's yelling, "Rub his face in the bindies, the grub." It's, it's <laughs> with it in a weirdly in, hasn't in a weirdly related note to um. Uh, people getting their heads taken off. One of my first hill memories was at Leichhardt, and me and Poppy Bungard were going in home the vicinity early of the. Night. No, yeah, we, we actually won. We actually won this game, which was rare for those times. But we were near like the cheer section for the Tigers. We had like those, uh, you know, those big flags that have like the big flag poles on them. Mm. Yeah. And like the bloke at one point picked it up to wave it and accidentally whacked eleven-year-old me square in the head with it, and go. it really hurt. But Jovan Clark scored a try and we won. So who there was the go. real winner? Mm. Any Hill memories, Dale? Uh, Newcastle as well. We, my great grandfather used to live uh, in New Lambton, which is a suburb across from Turton Road. And before the new Eastern Grandstand was there, we went up all the time. My my pop, God bless him, was a big Knights fan. Used to hate uh, the soccer because they God used didn't to bless him. He was a Knights fan. To, yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> To be fair, he, he he died before they got shit. So, um, but yeah, I remember he always used to say, I, I, "We took my sister up once." Jackie, not a big fan of rugby league, but I remember we went up with her, and she was just playing in the dirt, like legit digging a hole in the hill at Newcastle. And I'm like, "This is a workplace health and safety issue, and you should probably watch, be watching the game." Um, and she never came up to with uh, with us again to a night's game. That's good. Yeah. Oh, my one other hill memory to watch just because we broke yesterday. As a privileged child, my first ever time I saw the Broncos lose was 15. First time I saw them lose live. Wow. And that was at Brookvale Oval. And it was the game that uh, ben, Brent Tate put that sick flick pass on. Oh, yeah, of course. But then uh, Carmichael Hunt uh, got taken. The, like, we were killing him at halftime, up like 18 or 20, I can't remember. And Hunt, the start of second half, was right in front of me in the corner, young. Did one of, one of his big steps, but did it towards the sideline. And Manly picked him up and just threw him like into the fence in front of me, essentially. And from then on, Manly just took the game over and smashed us. But it was like... The first time I'd seen them lose live, as you know, but my old man pulled the vault's fastest smoke bomb. Like, we're with my, one of my mates and his dads, and immediately full time hits. And before my friend could turn around, we're gone. <laughs> we're out of there. <laughs> Mitch, it's time to go. That was his time to... Well, I didn't get that, but I got pulled by the collar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, Frankie cool. likes the hill because Frankie likes. He is that idiot the hill yelling. That's what oh, he, I've been to a Jets game. We've with Frankie. seen him get. Uh, yeah. Told off by parents for swearing. That so. could have it. Yeah. And then uh, here we go. Mr. Alex Triple H says, is Camper okay? He's fine. He's been better. He's used to it. Well, you've been with Camper. The Raiders could be up 60 to 6 with four minutes to go, and you'll say, you've won here, and Camper will say... He gets really angry when I do that. Like, he gets really upset when... I've seen him lose from here. It's quite... Like, I just do it, like, because obviously, we we all know at this point that I don't believe in superstitions or luck or any of that crap, and Camper is, by nature, a very superstitious person. Um... Who strongly believes in jinxes? So, like, if they're up twelve or sixteen points, they're gonna. I'll just message him and be like, "Oh, you can't lose from here, mate." And he'll be like, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> yeah, and it's great. I thoroughly enjoy it. I've seen him lose from here. He always well, says uh, that. As though me <laughs> saying that is gonna somehow affect the game. Yeah. But you know, uh, Ben Onuskawala says, "How many minutes before Sherry hype overtakes? Sorry, goes full ponga over hype." 
No, I think he hasn't played well enough, so I think the hype's already kind of simmered. No one's going to out-hype Ponga this yeah, year. Yeah, and also, yeah. like, Sherry's hype is like, he's fast. Yeah, and everyone enjoys it. Okay, everyone fast man in space fast is fun. Player. Great. That's just true. Fast, yeah. fast guy in space is fun. But, like, Sherry hasn't made his own space just at this no, point. he hasn't. Uh, Simo, uh, with Smith and... Uh, sorry, with Smith and soon Gallons, we're having record-breaking games every week. Will this be a record for the numbers of records broken weekly? <laughs> Fuck. Yep. Yes. Uh, Eddie NZ said it's kicking early in a seven tackle set and hitting Darius Boyd in the chest a balloon moment yeah, that that's wasn't a, lovely that's a fair point Ben Hunt well like, anytime he kicks early in a seven tackle set I want to strangle him I have too many bad memories of that and he's taking it right to the Dragons third tackle on a seven tackle set he loves kicking it away yeah. it kicks it dead sometimes too please don't please stop good on him nobody else thinks it's, a, thinks it's a thing stop doing it if no other team was doing it it's probably not a good thing okay DCE kicked a great 40-20 this week he did it was awesome yeah. uh, Buster Triple Eight says is there anything in football that you enjoy more than a successful 14-0 dickhead no we talked about it earlier no it's great yeah. except when it's my team Yeah. Well, which they kept bringing up during the game on Friday night on the broadcast it was like oh this time last year Penrith were down 14-0 against South and they won I was like stop Stop it. It doesn't exist, this luck thing. No, it's not. It was just, no, it was just, it was, I didn't believe it was affecting the result. It was just annoying yeah. to constantly hear about that game because that game was really annoying last year. That was mm-hmm. George Burgess dropping the ball or missing a yeah. tackle. He did something Same stupid. Thing. He did that stupid thing. Oh, he that, ran out of the line and yeah. didn't tackle Nathan Cleary. That's tried, what he did. tried to chase Nathan Cleary. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that game's annoyed me for a didn't year. Didn't even jump or grab him. He dropped no. the ball at the set beforehand as well. Of course but did. yeah, Butsy was obviously a witness of the, of the Tigers getting over the Titans that situation, so he enjoyed it. Manning at P25 says, Was Dale complaining about South Anzac jerseys? Because he hates the troops. <laughs> no, I it's respect. A fair question. I respect the troops. No, no. Point number one is obviously your colorblind. Number two is the troop hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just, it's just underneath. Yeah, the it's down the list. No one, did, no one respects the troops less than a colorblind communist. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't even know if that flag they're waving is red. Who knows? <laughs> Me and Bunga love the troops. <laughs> Bring less, us back. Yeah. Less, less much. Yeah. Less much troop love. Uh, uh, Brett O'Shanks says, is the Broncos being a bit shit, good or bad for rugby league? Good. They're still going to make the finals. Yeah, what, it's great I think for this podcast. Too, but it's, I think it's good for league, we're if getting, I'm being honest. We're getting banging numbers of Broncos losing, well away. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hope they could go back to being shit just for this week. Not Let's not happen. do that. But I like Anthony Seabold, so... Yeah. Do you? It's tough. Actually, him being a snake got you Wayne Bennett, so I guess I'd like That's why I like it. <laughs> good guy, good guy. He, he, knew, he knew when he could get Seats a better coach. Step aside. Exactly. Uh, Mario Sieg says, "Is the top eight already decided? Maybe. No. No. It's well, Cronulla and Brisbane are outside it at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think both Cron- of them could get it. Cronulla too many injuries, but come yeah, on. Yeah, but if, if if SJ's like fully fit in a couple of weeks' time, you never know. Yeah, you're um, a fool if you if you think like Manly and Parramatta are Tigers, locked in Dragons, the Eels, and Raiders are locked in. Even though I'll yeah. rate the Raiders is shit. There's literally like, three teams right now that you can come. Maybe the Dragons is fourth, but you could literally yeah. put your house on." South Melbourne Roosters at the moment. Yeah. They're definitely it. in. That's yeah. it. Exactly right. Uh, Butsy again. When has enough time passed to fairly discuss things like the Avengers and Game of Thrones episodes? Well, we're not going to do it out of courtesy. A week. Um, I disagree. Game, I don't Game know. Of th- the Game of Thrones Game of Thrones is... No, that's a night for me, boy. I honestly... Uh, well, case in point, just because of my work schedule, me and Charlie have watched every... My wife, if anyone doesn't know, have watched every episode of Game no of Thrones way. together. Um... The exception being when I was overseas for like the last two episodes in 2014. But um, this week, because I have to start work at 3 a.m. for um, just for the next 
fortnight mm. and we're doing this podcast on Mondays, we won't have time to watch it together. I can't... We, and, and we're both like, we're going to have to watch it separately because there's no way we're going to get through another whole day with that sport, especially mm. me working at a fucking newspaper. It's impossible to get through. If you, want, yeah. if you don't want mm. Game of Thrones spoiled to you, you watch it I night. came home from work today at like 11.30 because I start, again, started at 3 a.m. So I came home before it had aired anywhere in the world and then just didn't go on Facebook or any other social media for the whole day. Yeah. Well, well done. Thank you. Well, but it's not like a brag. It's just like that's literally the only way you can no, do it. No, of course. And honestly, a movie for me, it's till it's out of cinemas. Yeah. Fair. I mean, Fair. you get the cinema run to see. If you don't see it, then I spoil for you. That's your problem. I'm not waiting for yeah. DVD. That's yeah. a great point because people shouldn't be live tweeting movies anyway. Yeah, they shouldn't. Like, and and I know if Avengers you're live tweeting a movie in the cinema. Oh my god! Sex I will thunder. say it was it was kind of like obviously clapping during the credits is ridiculous behaviour, and they that's clapping be, clapping when the plane lands kind of shit. Every, everyone should be drawn and quartered, but. People getting really excited and cheering and clapping at cool moments in the Avengers. I didn't do it, but I was in a packed cinema and it was actually like being at a footy game. I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> you yelled, get him on side. You felt like <laughs> oh, I should have done ref. it. Ref, <laughs> doing it all day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in a movie, like I know Avengers is one of those ones you want to talk about because it's been building to this moment. Mm. But I feel like you have the cinema run until you can talk Just about it. Just ask the people in your general vicinity. Yeah. Has everyone seen this yet? Yeah. And if someone hasn't, That's fair. then just don't talk about yeah. it. Just wait. I had, by the way, in the cinema, talking about people live tweeting it, for example, in the movie I was in, firstly, I sat next to this these three group of Chinese people when I walked in there. They're my people now, as we know anyway. That's no true. Problem. Yeah. But there's a set of four at the back row, and I walked Rocky in, and they pulled out like hot noodles in styrofoam, Fuck. and they're slurping hot noodles in oh. styrofoam. So I can the imagine is not Frank, Frankie would have had a conniption. But but luckily, I got saved by about five minutes into the movie. Two people rocked in late, and they, those were their seats. So they left. I thought, this is great. Until mm. about 15 minutes later. So 15 minutes, 20 minutes into the movie, another singular Chinese man rocks in, sits in the street between us, gets out his massive like Galaxy Note, and starts Googling <laughs> what happens at the start of the movie, because he missed that. Very good. <laughs> and then I asked him to put his phone away. Spends the rest of the movie every 10 minutes like pulling it out, trying to sneak out a, like the hugest phone alive to like look up previous Avengers movies and then look up the actors. I'm like, mate, I kept hitting like, mate, put the phone away. Like, I was ready to assault him. And eventually he got rid of it. But like, mate, you kind of have a phone that's the size of a tablet and you can just sneak it out in a dark room. <laughs> it's still better than the slurping though. The slurping the, was... That yeah. is unforgivable. Yeah. <laughs> star- I couldn't believe it. The styrofoam cup. <laughs> The styrofoam's the least obnoxious part of that. <laughs> but no, it was like basically preheated, like with the hot. There was people near us that had snuck KFC in, which again, fair enough. Like, the move. Good on them. But um, yeah, great movie. Go see it. And then his next question is: Is there a greater act of self-control than stopping eating popcorn at the cinema? Why would you ever stop eating popcorn at I the mean, cinema? I bought it to eat it. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what are you saving it for, champ? Mm. I ate all my popcorn, and it was great. Yeah. God, I'm not answering that question, Mario. Ask us top five Sesame Street characters. I don't know. Uh, Shieldsy one says, "Why does Nathan Brown play uh, Ramian on the right edge when Ponga favors going to the left? Surely wants someone. Ramian's really getting more ball. Um, Cookie Monster is the answer. Yeah, that's number one. Okay, yeah, but um, I missed that question. I was so Ramian on the street. why is Ramian on the right, not outside Ponga on the left? Ooh, Personally, um, for mine, I know it's not working currently, but you don't just stack one side of the field. I think that's ineffective. Yeah, true. And Ramian's better on the right hand side of the field. The right, they should be working on getting the right hand side to work better than moving Ramian over there. I think that's going to solve problems because they already score points on the left hand side anyway. They don't need Ramian on that mm. side of the field. And like Hunt is fine. He's been, he's been fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from David Hunter. Can anyone outside the top eight currently win it this year? Currently win it. Yes. Cronulla, Cronulla or Brisbane. None of the teams are good. looking good now, but like again, they're one win mm. out of the eight. There's so long to go. Well, I know South weren't this poor side of last year, but teams can go on runs. They went on a 14-15 game winning streak. Sharks did it previously when they, when they won in 2016. Like 
the team that wins the comp isn't good this time of the year generally. No. Yeah. And I mean, you've had the you've had the Chooks win minor premierships and then choke in the Prelims. I mean, Prelins. like three years. Yeah, that. three years. Yeah. Mm. They won one of those comps. They did. Uh, Warwick Ahern says, will City drop points or will, will this be the closest that we will get to a title in quite some time? Uh, I don't think... I don't think City will drop points. Neither. I think Liverpool will draw with Wolves on the last day. Leicester are going to get a point. Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, if if loves big, games. I mean, if they draw on the last day anyway, it doesn't really matter if no. City won. But uh, yeah. I don't, I don't buy into this little bottled up bullshit because mm. if they finish on ninety seven points and which don't they win might, the league, yeah, I'm sorry, that's not bottling it. Already ninety points isn't bottling. It. Yes, they they were seven points ahead about you know five months ago, but. You expect someone to go five months of any league season in the world undefeated is ridiculous. Mm. Leeds bottled it. So undefeated. Liverpool, Liverpool just yeah. got very unlucky that they ran into right. and it's the not, best team ever. And it's not like Liverpool have they they they've lost one game all season. Yeah, you can't call it a bottle job yeah. in a league format. That's just you know the two two great teams uh, fought it out for it. Mm. We'll see who wins. I mean, mm. obviously Man, the last day will be great. Man City's women's team mm. didn't lose a game all season. Mm. Didn't win the league. That's pr- that's. Funny, yeah, yeah. And Warwick Hearn asks again: Did you guys follow the NFL draft? And if so, how did your teams fare? Um, what I do is I don't follow it, and then I ask Laurie Horish and Josh why. Did how did we go? Yep. Um, I follow it. Uh, I don't follow it immensely prior. Like I don't like as I look through a lot of the prospects. I'm not out there scouting linemen. Okay, it's not my business. Um, the Packers for mine. I wanted to see an offensive player go earlier. Picked up. We didn't do that, but. We haven't if we haven't got a top ten defense issue. What we invested in this off season, I'm going home. We got Antonio Brown's cousin, so Hollywood Brown. Well, I actually I assume like, he's just as good. I actually like the receivers you guys picked up. Oh, well, that I, makes me happy. Um, but I, I did, just don't like that Lamar, ja- Lamar Jackson. I had a look. I did actually look at this. The Ravens drafted like the fastest guy in each position group in like yeah. four different positions. They drafted like the fastest edge rusher. They drafted the fastest cornerback. They drafted mm. the fastest running back and the fastest wide receiver. Something like that. And I was like, good. Fast guys, yeah. Hey, well, you can't teach you can't teach you can't, speed. You can't, Dale. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, the can't Packers do speed. this thing. They they draft by a thing called relative athletic score, which is a similar thing. They, they all the players they drafted, but the tight end was like top of their class in terms of all around athletic mm. scores. So they drafted a, a edge rusher that I'm not in love with, but he's got like an all time athletic profile for an edge rusher. One of those guys is like 300 pounds and runs like you know the speed. He ran, ran a similar speed to some wide receivers who faster some wide oh, yeah. receivers. So. I, I did watch a bit of that on uh, on TV to, on a bit of that coverage today, and the thing that really impressed me was the amount of time that somebody had spent going through and finding all of those blokes' highlights. Yeah, oh. good on them. Yeah. So it's one of those things. It is an amazing beast. Like some people's full time jobs is being a draft analyst. They spend yeah, a whole year crazy. researching and similar. And man, NFL scouts, by the way, I found out their average salary is like thirty grand a year. What? What a terrible job. Considering that you're away from home most of the season, yeah. with all the hub that they do, what they do is is a, is a, you know obviously. It's a big part of the franchise, but I guess because so many people want to do it, it must yeah it mustn't pay well unless you're really good at Fair. it. Um, next question is from Flat Above a Shop. Will when will the Sharks catch a break with injuries? Is Adam Dykes busy on Friday? Get him back. What's Bitch <laughs> Haley doing? <laughs> yeah, get why not? And then Maitland Mumba says, "Who gets the spoon?" Oh, right now, Cowboys for me. I just think JT will come back and they'll do just enough Same. to avoid the spoon. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Right now. The spoon battle's hot. It yeah. is. It is hot. <laughs> There's like four contenders. Jeez, right I, I still want to beat the Bulldogs, but the pack keeps playing so well as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go stick with them right now, the mm. Bulldogs. But I do think if the Knights start going off the cliff, they'll still sack Brownie and someone will come in and win a few games. Mm. Mm. Um, I might say the Titans then. Ooh. Ooh. 
But yeah, it's just that's hard a, to, they're all like they're, they're all relatively talented. My preseason pick of power is probably not going to be the right answer. By the way, yeah. mm. by the way, disappointing. Sh- what, what if the Sharks like lose three or more, three or four more guys to injury? Can they get it? Wouldn't that be a fitting Fuck. way for Paul Gallon to go? Out? That would be, be great. great. Yeah, would be great. but yeah, it's a hot spoon. Wait, Warriors are contenders if they if Blake Green doesn't get fit too. Yep. Or well, Cody will save their season. He will. That's <laughs> it. That's it with the questions though. That's oh, great! Fine. Fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen. No, thank you. A wonderful, uh, an, a wonderful week of respecting the troops is, and of footy. I, I say we have an Anzac year. That's what I say. <laughs> I think, and uh, and what we'll do now is we you discuss the moment, moment silence. Yeah. I think after this, moment silence for everybody. Okay. Can you find some form of remix of the last post? Some sort of dubstep yeah. last post <laughs> remix. <laughs> you know, they they did uh, they did the ABC. Pat Pendulum did the ABC theme. They Surely did. there's a last post dubstep already, remix. Out yeah, there. I mean, it, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. But I also definitely won't. You won't. Look <laughs> forward to Blink Blink 182's last post. It'll be some. It'll be something like that. Like my-